The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, beautiful people? How are you, Brigade? It is time for another episode of the, wow, I almost said the Daily Juice. Just got to get your shit together. Get it together. Versus the book, Dave Sherpin, Matt Perlott, at, get you. Snap your fingers. Come on, let's go. I'm already glitching. Let's I don't go. Have anything open? There's nothing open to where I'm. Me, that's that's wild. Oh, I'm already glitching. God. I'm already glitching. We got a lot to get to. Joe Sheehan's coming on talking baseball yep. in about ten minutes. So yep. We got to cram some stuff in before we talk to Joe. But what's going on the diamonds? We've got a update on the very cool hat giveaway in just one second. Who yep. you guys can get yourself a wager wire slash BVB customized hat. But first and foremost, how are you, sir? Welcome to Thursday. Good. Last day of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins season for the first time in almost two decades. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, But just like the Steelers beat the Browns every year, what Pennsylvania does to Ohio, you besmirch cities every day, blow them up, leave them to smithereens. True. Pittsburgh beats Ohio, whether it's Cleveland. Cincinnati, not so much Cincinnati lately in the mm-hmm. football, but you can, you want to pick early penguins in regulation. It's minus over, 117 over Columbus, Ooh, over Columbus, going out on a limb there. Minus 117 <laughs> value is value. When, right? when do we call you a, a parallelogram and a rhombus for Pretty that? Sharp. Pick, for that, pick. pick the raise every day. You want to talk True. about a sharp play, right? 12 and 0. Well, that's well, well, well about they're, they're playing right now, so we'll see if they get the 13. They tie the record. So the we game's got, on right now. Yeah, Red Sox already went deep. Where's my remote? Damn it, I don't have yeah. my remote. Red Sox Rays are playing right now. The it's one one bottom two. So really, we can, we can watch that. 13 and 0 is the record. 14 or to tie the record. 14 0 would set the record, but the Rays win today. It'll tie two teams. I think it's an 87 Brewers and like 82 somebody else. Who went 13 and 0? We asked Joe who exactly that is. I, I guarantee is. Joe knows you yes. just going 82. This no, that, it's, it's two teams. I know it's two teams. One, oh, one man. is the Brewers. Hey. I think the 87 Brewers, I think, is one of them. And then another team as well that I can't fully remember the other side, which other team it is, but they should be the Red Braves. Sox today because the Red Sox are Braves. It was the Braves. Ah, 82 Braves. Uh, I believe so. Okay, so I got the ballpark it, right? I think so. All right, before we get to a couple quick topics and then Joe coming on the program, first and foremost, you guys have taken advantage of this and it's it's fun to see. I'm psyched to see it. If you go to bvbshow.com, that's our Discord channel. Direct link, bvbshow.com. Free Discord channel. Come on in, be a part of it. There is a sub channel on that called the Wager Wire Ticket Channel. So there... We want you guys to post questions you have for futures. The boys at WagerWire are in there. Yeah. They're answering questions in real time, which is very cool. 
which is very neat. So they're going through their calculator. They're showing you how to use their stuff. But tomorrow is the wager wire market report. We'll take one person's ticket and discuss what to do with that ticket on the show. Mm. If you are the one selected, you will be one of, well, for April, there probably will be three of you who will be then drawn randomly and you will win a BVB wager wire custom hat that we will make for you and send to you oh. just for going in there and posting a ticket. Damn. So easy to, in, to enter, be a part of the fun. You may get something really cool and a collectible on top of that. So we're doing that every month. End of the month, we'll pull one name. We'll get in touch with you guys. And then we will tell you, you know, what colors you can have and what the designs are going to be and all the fun stuff. So right. wager wire giveaway with BVB hat giveaway coming up. Post a ticket, but you got to join the Discord so channel in order to do that. You got the doctor in there answering the questions, and I'm Travis not sure in who's in there. The it might, it's pretty impressive. I'm going to say it might be Matt, but they're under the wager wire moniker. Okay, all right. so all right. it that's could be all of them. I don't know right. who is operating the wager wire account on Discord, right. but there is a wager wire person who is in their channel on our Discord right. answering yeah. questions in real time with people, and we've seen a, a lot of really cool people have posted. Chef Benny was in there yesterday. Mikey Awesome was in there yesterday. So appreciate you guys going ahead and posting that and, and, and firing that thing up on, on the Discord channel, Excellent. which is a, a lot of fun. So that's cool. Thanks. Tomorrow, we will have our first nominee on the show. All right. Dogs go 4-0, three wins straight up in the NBA play-in tournament. Bulls and OKC both win outright on the road last night. Damn right they did. What do you make of that? I took the Bulls plus five. You took OKC. We both came in and cashed that last night. Okay. What do you make of Friday? Do we do we learn anything? Does it flip to the home teams and the favorites on Friday? Oh, there'll be a lot of people that will be in the content space that will give you this, that will give you that. I, did you watch the games? I mean, like, yeah, what I was did you see? It was pretty obvious to me. I mean, well, the Bulls were sloppy in the first half. Terrible. And then they and then they but, finally Zach Levine. I thought in order for the Bulls to win the game, I thought Zach Levine would have to be the best player on the floor. And in the second half, he was the best player on the floor. Yeah. He was really good. But you know what? Toronto missed. I think they shot less than 50%. Mm -hmm. From the foul line. Mm -hmm. From the free throw line. Yeah, with a lot of points on the foul line. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> you make 60%, you win that game and almost cover. The Bulls' win may have been a little uh, fortuitous. Fortuitous, maybe a little. I mean, that's the game, though. I mean, you can't. You know. Who knows how it would have went if they'd hit those free throws, or how the Bulls would have played? Would they have fouled as much? I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. we had Pascal Siakam was on the foul line after getting fouled on a three point shot, which was a horrific call by the by the referees. That was not a continuation call, but they gave it to him, and he missed two of three. Could have tied the game with eleven seconds to go. Listen. That's that's the OKC hat, but this <laughs> is the Elmer Fudd hat. <laughs> is no, this is Alex Caruso. <laughs> yes, it is. Alex Caruso looked right well. there. Yep, you played saw, well. <laughs> I mean, I've been having a lot of people come at me and say, "Are you related to Caruso?" <laughs> I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Can they cover tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah, I think Miami wants to go play golf. So it's possible. Why they golf? Those guys golf? 
I mean, they, I just think they're done. I just I think looking at Miami, I mean, this is the Kyle Lowry versus DeMar DeRozan game. This is like, this is, this is kind of wacko. The Kyle Lowry versus DeMar DeRozan game. Yeah. This is two teammates playing against each other on opposite teams on different teams playing for elimination. Both. I mean, there's some heat to that game. You think so? Yeah. There's some heat to the game. Sure. There's a little heat to it. There's there's only heat in a game is the Miami heat. Maybe. Look, I I don't think Miami really. You sound like an NBA playing tournament hype guy right now. No, I'm talking about. I think that there's some intrigue with the game, but Miami having a home game, I think is a detriment because there's no energy in the building. This is like an NIT game on campus. Like nobody wants to be in the play and nobody wants to be in the NIT. So no one's going to show up. That's the best thing you've said yet. That was, <laughs> okay, so. that was that's an NIT game on campus that nobody wants to go to. Ain't going to be nobody there. No. On a Friday night in Miami. There's, like, come on. People are going to be like, ain't no please. Real, ain't no real home court. No, they lost. The, they're in this game because they lost it. Like, it's not like they won their way into this game. They lost their way into this game. Yeah. So it's I not. It's not good. I mean, it's they lost to the Hawks at home, which is yikes. And now the Bulls could go there and win. And I think most fans would be like, you know what? Just lose. I'm done. I'm good. Let's go watch golf. I don't. I don't need to watch the Heat anymore. I'm. I'm set. Yeah. Listen, the Bulls can win the game. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the line's going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, four, four and a half, maybe. And again, just because, like. Okay, I, I I'd love to know how they got to the number. I mean, maybe this is right. I think this is coming down by game time. I, yeah, I, we'll get, I we, we should. We got tomorrow to break it down, but yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a trend yeah. to be aware of that four and zero for the underdogs, and three one straight up. <laughs> so heading into the games tomorrow, right. be aware of what's going on with the NBA. We have a ton with hockey. This is the last full day of the yes. regular season there are so many interesting playoff scenarios yes. as to how teams are going to approach this game that they're playing today and tonight yeah. as to do they want to win do they want to lose do they want to win the division is it better to be the wild card team how do you avoid playing the bruins all those things that we will get to coming up on the other side of our conversation with joe but before we get to joe you brought this up yesterday and i thought it was interesting the phillies players are now talking about the extension of the beer sales. What are they saying? They're not in favor of it. They and believe why? they're putting they believe they're putting fans at risk. The, for doing the this. Players said this? Yes. Matt Strom of the Phillies said he Good disagrees with teams extending this. Yeah. He said the reason why we stopped selling alcohol in the seventh before was to give your fans time to sober up and drive home safe, correct? So now with a fast-paced game and me just being a man of common sense, if the game is going to finish quicker, would we not move sales back to the sixth inning to right. give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Instead, we're going to give we're going to the eighth inning, and now you're putting our fans and our family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beers 22 minutes ago. Right, makes a lot of sense, right? It's interesting to hear him come out and say that publicly. What do you mean? It's he's, interesting. What the fuck? He's does that right. Mean? I mean, he, because he's indirect. He's, right. he, he's right, but he's going indirect. I mean, one of the biggest marketing dollar spends in all of sports are the beer companies to baseball. I mean, this is 
going to okay. the beer. So if you're coming out, so, the, the reason why teams are doing this is because the beer companies are starting to look at the bottom line sales and everyone else looking at the sales and they're like, uh oh, we're not selling as much beer as we used to. We, we, we got bottom lines. We got projections to meet. We're right. going to go ahead and do this. And now a player is coming out and pointing out the obvious or pointing out the elephant in the room and saying, hey, guys, shouldn't we be going the other way? Shouldn't like we move you, to the Like you league? like to say, like the quiet part out loud. He's saying yes. the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's right. He's right. He's 100% right. But I'm very curious to see how many teams, what the response is going to be from teams when that question gets asked. Say, hey, it's not just fans or people bringing this up. You got players who are asking, what are we doing? Why are we selling into the eighth inning? Shouldn't you go the other way? Shouldn't you close it earlier? Yeah. Not later. Not later. I mean, if you were really trying to make sure that people weren't getting boosted up before they drive cars home. Yeah, you would think so. But they're worried about marketing dollars and selling beer. So different, uh, different strokes, different folks. Well, sure. until someone kills somebody on the way home. God forbid, but <laughs> and then different yeah, different conversation, somebody, different conversation. <laughs> then we're yeah. having a whole new. If you you could sue the team for liable for being liable for right? pouring. I mean, you can you can you can sue bars that overserve, mm. right? If a team is overserving a, a, a guy who's drunk in, into the eighth inning and he can't, he doesn't have time to sober up, right? That I always thought that's why. I, I mean, safety is one thing. I always thought they stopped selling beer in the seventh inning for liability. Oh. Yeah. They were nervous about being sued for overpouring. Yeah, who knows? Asking some college kid whether they know if someone's drunk or not, whether they're giving them two beers in the seventh inning. So mm. not always the best way. So let's talk about baseball. The Rays are in action right now with the Red Sox. Got a bunch of other things to get into. Injury to the Pirates and whatnot. Let's get to our friend Joe Sheehan coming on, talking a little Major League Baseball with us here on the BVB. Joe's I think ready this is- to go. I think this is Joe's second appearance with us. Yeah, Joe's Monday been on before. Hey, Joe Sheehan, look at this guy. What's going on, fellas? Oh, oh boy, Joe sounds that- a little bit rough. Check, check Joe's test again. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I am having trouble getting a soft latch recognized that I'm using the AirPods. All right, should I take the AirPods out. Probably. You sound like your Max Max Headroom. Yeah, it might be. That's all that it is. That's great. It was just going to be the the AirPods. That would be phenomenal. How about now? Well, let me go. Let me go through his computer. You got a hey, disconnect. Speakers, that's not really better. Oh, oh sounds way better. So, Joe, you sound like uh, Pavarotti <laughs> a little bit. You, you, sound, you sound like unbelievably good. We're not, we're not done yet. This is for Matt. Oh, oh, oh! That's it. Get ready to do the show. That a boy Sheehan coming oh. in hot, Joe. Oh. I like it. Listen, (laughs) before we get to the actual baseball, baseball stuff, I saw your tweet and sparked a conversation. We put it in the rundown today talking about the beer sales. I don't know if you're able to hear our discussion, but you kind of mentioned to me you got a little pushback. You got a take on this thing with with the beer sales and then pushing it back to the eighth inning at all? Yeah, I'm with Matt Strom, and I'm really surprised to hear a player come out and talk about this. But the idea, the original idea, and I want to say this started in the 1980s, of these cutoffs was at a time when drunk driving was a really big issue in society. Now, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know. I don't track how big an issue it is today. But we've had these cutoffs, not just to keep fans in the stand sober, but to make sure that when they get to the parking lot, get behind the wheel of their car, they've had some time between their last drink and driving to actually make things a little bit safer. Now, I think Strom brings up a great point. Uh, moving the, the beer sales forward in inning seems to me like it would increase the chance of 
fans being impaired when they get behind the wheel of the car. If you hold it steady, as Matt pointed out, you're really actually, because the last couple of things are playing out more quickly, you're making it more likely. The logical thing would be to push it back in it. Um, I don't think teams are going to do that. Now, they studied this in the minor leagues last year. Baseball America had a good report. Apparently, concession sales weren't that affected in the minors by the oh. by the pitch clock. But I guess teams are seeing early on in the season now that they are selling less beer and they're trying to make sure they get a few more sales. But, guys, as somebody who doesn't drive and doesn't drink a ton of beer, maybe I'm not the guy to talk about this, but it really feels to me like if you're selling beer in the eighth inning, and let's say for the sake of argument, the team goes down one, two, three in the ninth and the game's over. You're talking about a guy literally leaving, you know, walking to the exit with half a beer in his hand. Yeah. I really think that helps, you know, the person who's not at the ball game is just trying to get home on the highway. Who's now got to contend with this guy driving. Right. Again, I, I, I will admit here that I'm a little bit out of my depth in terms of the science and in terms of the, the, the studying of traffic and driving. I want to make that clear, but just on a baseline feel, it seems to me that this increases the risk of fans leaving the ballpark uh, impaired. You don't even drive, Joe, do you? you, you, I do. you yeah. So you're you're a terrible. But it's person but it's logic, though. I mean, I for, means all kinds of things I can't actually do. Don't worry about it. But it's just a logic, and I, I I'm with you on that point. I I do it every day. But the funny thing about the conversation is that logic is going to win out here, and business is going in the, in the face of logic, like business is going opposite. I, I, what do you think the pushback internally is going to be like, wait a minute, we need to make sure we're making X number of dollars. And if it puts our fans at risk, so be it. I was pretty surprised by how many people were either I didn't care or were actually supporting this idea online. I had a couple of tweets about it on uh, Monday, Tuesday night, I think it was. And there were a lot of people just like, yeah, it's fine. It's it, a lot of people were made jokes about, yeah, it's Milwaukee. They, they can handle their drink. But um, I, I fear that this is only going to get reversed when something tragic happens. Right. Um, the the motivation for this in the eight, 1980s wasn't so much that MLB teams wanted to be good corporate citizens or good social citizens. It was pressure from outside groups. This was when you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Right. Putting pressure on teams to say, hey, look, you've got to cut off beer sales so that fewer people will leave the park drunk. Now, one of the other things teams do is they limit you to how many beers you can get. I guess it's two per person. You, right. just, you can basically walk up to a concession counter and walk away with a case. They don't let right. you do that. that was <laughs> in the 80s. Things were different then. Uh, but yeah, they, they limited that so that fans aren't getting that drunk in the park. When I heard Strom had an objection, I thought it was going to be because he thought it would increase uh, uh, offensive fan behavior because they would be more drunk in the in the park. He's oh. actually at the actual point, which is more about when they leave the park. So I, I think this conversation is going to continue. But Matt, I, I fear that this is only going to get reversed when something truly bad happens. Right. Agreed. I'm with you there. That stinks. Uh, I was going to ask you about, so, I mean, the drinking is one thing and unruly fan behavior is another. Joe, do you buy into this bullshit argument that, Fans are more unruly now because of the gambling and that, you know, all the prop betting and like baseball fans have been saying nasty stuff to baseball players for a hundred years. You went to games at Yankee stadium for a long time. You've been to parks all over the country. We sat together the last time you were here and went to a game in Las Vegas. That was actually a pretty mild night, but is it, is, is it how I don't agree with the, the, the gambling being the cause of more of stuff. Do you think there's more to that argument? 
I think there's a lack of grasp of the history of the game. If you go back to the 90s, 1890s, 1900s, 1910s, ballparks were rowdy places. People throwing mm. actual glass bottles at the players coming out of the <laughs> to fight them. And it wasn't, there was no way to bet the over 1.5 total bases on Tris Speaker in 1915. <laughs> Thank so, God. I, and one of the things that, and this gets into a lot of this, yeah, it's not just sports. We see and hear a lot of, I can curse on this show, right? You of can course. say whatever you want, Joseph. We hear and see a lot more assholes because of social media, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. So when somebody is mad because, you know, somebody didn't hit their strikeout prop or they didn't cover the one and a half or some college kid missed a free throw, there's a venue for them to express that to all of us in a way there wasn't mm. from the, of, of the last 125 mm. years. So no, with a lot of these things, I don't think it's social media and I don't think it's gambling in terms of, uh, of baseball. I think it's just People are this way, and we see it more because we have more access to their opinions. Mm-hmm. For the most part, okay. this this com- this company now uh, you know aside, most people's opinions aren't worth hearing. Well, that's a fair point of that. So there's a correlation here between hockey and baseball that I want to make for one second. So the Boston Bruins have ever has they've got everybody telling me and every Bruins fan that the President's Cup they set the record, most points, most wins. You're not winning the cup because of this. The Rays right now are playing the Red Sox. It's 1-1 in the third inning. If they win the game, they start 13-0. They tie the record for the best start in the last like 80 years in Major League Baseball at 13-0. The answer everyone is saying whenever you're like, man, their run differential is 65 right now. They have more home runs hit than runs given up. And all I hear back is, yeah, they'll choke in October. (laughs) Does it matter? Does the start matter to you at all for the Rays? Well, historically, the start hasn't mattered. If you look at the six longest winning streaks in baseball history, the start of season, just one of those teams won a championship. But if you look at you know long winning streaks throughout history, it doesn't really matter as much. The longest winning streak in baseball history was by a fourth place team back in 1916. Dave probably remembers that. <laughs> I think that one of the things we've lost in baseball is the appreciation of a great regular season performance. The recent Dodgers teams being the best example of that. You go to the NBA. Did people remember that the Warriors went 73 and nine, or do they remember that they lost their last game? We've lost the ability to appreciate the regular season. So Mm. there's no correlation. The fact that the Bruins ran away with the president's cup doesn't make them more or less likely to win the, uh, the the Stanley cup. Preach on Joseph. Thank you. The Rays are 105 and 57. Look, they're still going to have to play a best of five series in October. And there's not, when you put two good teams in a best of five, especially in baseball, there's just not that much difference between them. So I think that we need to come to the idea that we need to be able to appreciate regular season performance the way we did for most of sports history and then recognize the tournament for what it is. Mm. (sighs) Joe, I mean, talking about regular season performance, I got one of my dear friends. He's a Yankee fan. His name's Sean. He's watching the show right now. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. I mean, the Yankee fans, I mean, Joe looks so good in that Yankee hat. I mean, really it's, it's amazing what the Yankees have done in a regular season and their inability to Mm. close a deal and win a world series. It's been one of those things, but the regular season right now is being greatly affected by these rule changes. Is it not like, or are we by being in our vacuum in our world of you know, doing content and stuff. Are we seeing things that aren't there? What are you seeing at least immediately as far as the game being affected by these rule changes? 
Well, the games are certainly being played faster. We've chopped 29 minutes, I think, off an average nine-inning game. The pitch clock has had that effect. Uh, stolen bases are up because defenses are hamstrung as to how they can defend against the steal. Pitchers can no longer vary their timing very much. They can't throw over four or five times. There's also a big clock on the field that tells the base runner, hey, the pitcher's got to do something here pretty soon. I think all those factors are going into the increased steal rate and the success rate. And then finally, you know, the shift ban has largely affected single line drive singles to right field. Infielders can still align themselves where they think ground balls are going to go for the most part, but there's no longer that player in short right field, that rover spot. So you've seen left-handed line drive hitters, their average on line drives has gone up. So mm. yes, there have been some changes in mm. the game. The biggest factor so far this year, at least early on, was that we were using a more lively ball than we were last year. You can track this stuff. You look at not just the, the way the ball performs, uh, uh, the drag on the ball. We can actually ca calculate that. But you look at things like home runs uh, per fly ball, home runs per contact, the slugging average on contact. All of those numbers were up. So all of these things have risen in the first couple of weeks, and they're kind of all getting conflated. We've made so many changes at once. It's going to be hard to isolate the impact of any. Mm. Interesting. So. The, this juiced ball theory was put into place a couple of years ago. We started doing some research on it. We saw Major League Baseball changing the ball halfway into the season, then during the postseason. So do you think they're going to change it back? Because we've seen guys like Alex Cora say, hey, wait a minute. I've never seen the ball fly at a Fenway Park like this. And the numbers backed it up for what the Red Sox did in early April. They're, they're, we were seeing way more home runs than normal early in the season. Does baseball do what they did before, but in reverse and put a dead ball this summer in play? I guess there are two questions here. One is the ball, one is the ball different. And it certainly early on appears to be on the higher eight, higher range of how well it flies. The work of Brandon uh, Bradford, William Davis and uh, Dr. Meredith Wills has shown that baseball used three different balls last year. Uh, Joe, don't they have to tell people that they're nope. using three different balls during the season? Nope. Here's the thing. Here's the question. Do we, and, and this is where my bias has come into play, do we think baseball is bright enough, competent enough to actually control this? Or yes. is it that they just have no control of what baseball is, is being used in a given year? And I have to tell you guys, I tend to lean towards the latter. I Are think you serious? Process. I truly believe that the, the baseball varies mm. year, not out of intent, but out of just kind of a, a lack of control over the process. So wait, so, so Joe, so let's just play this out. So we have Aaron judge going for a record setting home run chase. The last time we saw a home run chase like this, everybody stopped ESPN did what we saw with bonds or not bonds, but with McGuire and, and Sosa with the, with the dual screens. People were pissed off. They were breaking into basketball coverage, breaking into everything to show Aaron judges at bats on national TV. And you're telling me baseball had nothing to do with the ball being juiced in August and September? Well, it's interesting. Some of the some of the research that was done last year showed that Aaron Judge, and I want to again credit Bradford William Davis of Insider for looking into this, showed that the balls in the Yankee games were on the high end of tolerability. <laughs> and actually, yeah. look, and I want to make this clear here. Aaron Judge has nothing to do with this. Aaron Judge of is going yeah. into the, the freezer, David Stern style, and picking out the cold baseballs. He's nothing to do with him. But it does seem like in Yankee games last year that there were livelier balls in play. Just happened to be the guy chasing the record. This that just happened to be that that's way. That's unbelievable. Uh -huh. I mean, like, I don't know that, that that's. Uh, 
Baseball's always had this problem. You go back to nine, I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember 1987. You guys probably are too. Where ball, 86 was a decent hitter's year, but 87, the ball's flat. Until the 90s, 87 had the highest rate of home runs ever. It was this crazy year. And then for the next five years. Was that the year that um, um, Dale Sway, everybody you've never heard of hit 30 home runs? <laughs> Wally Joyner hit almost 40. Joyner, yeah, um, what was that guy that played left field Brady for the Boston, Orioles? Brady? More than 10 in a year. What was what was his name? Brady, the the, the guy that uh, no Brady Anderson was nineties. No, it was the nineties. The oh, Orioles okay. with Brady yeah. Anderson. He, he had an unbelievable. That was ninety five, I believe. They used yeah, the he, hot balls then. That's yeah. for sure. Well, no, he was he used the hot needle. D- different situation. That's what he whatever used. he was using. It was yeah. working because the ball was <laughs> flying out off his bat. I remember yeah. him being very valuable in fantasy. Yes, Joe. Can we use these fancy balls that fly out over anywhere in Pittsburgh? Because the Pirates have started out with a winning record. It's only April 13th. But, Joe, give me some hope. Give me some dreams. Give me some reality check if I need it. But are the Pirates going to win 66 and a half games or more? Please Any tell me yes. reason you're picking that number? I, I, I can't imagine why. That was what their season win total closed, and somebody might have some action on it. I'm just curious what you think <laughs> about the Buccos. Because O'Neill Cruz doesn't know how to slide. Oh. That's a really painful, I mean, no, I don't, no pun intended, but it's a painful injury for your 66 and a half. Uh, they don't have a great backup option. We'll see. Uh, <sighs> gosh, I don't even know this guy. Juwan Bay might get some time there. I'm not even sure they're going to go with. But yeah, um, um, we'll see. It's supposed to be about four months. So maybe he comes back at the end of the year. Maybe they decide they don't want to risk it with him. Um, oh. But there are a lot of reasons to be happy. I mean, Mitch Keller, you know, he's building on what he did last year. You yeah. Look- you know, Brian Reynolds looks like he might stay there now, and he's off to a fantastic start. Brian Hayes, one of the best defensive third basemen in the game. They're slowly <laughs> building a core. Now, whether they get to 67 wins this year, obviously Cruz hurts them. You know, if David Bednar is having a good year, do you trade him? How many of these guys are actually going to be here at the end of the year? Remember, the Pirates don't care if they win 67 games. This is one of the problems with betting the over on some of these bad teams. You know, I, I ran into this last year with the Rays, where they were well on pace to hit their number, and they they – didn't seem to try to, to to win a lot of games at the end of the year so they could play the Guardians in the playoffs. Um, but the but bad teams at the end of the year, mm. they don't want to win. So you're betting kind of against what they're trying to do. So I think you might run into that with this Pirates team where mm. the wins don't matter to them as much as they matter to you at the end that of the year. That division stinks, does it not? It does. But they're playing fewer games in division too, so oh, there's right. less of an effect there. Absolutely. So on this show, I, I tend to be the Angels basher. Because I can't stand that two generational players are on a roster that is not really built to win. And we may have to suffer through you know, seeing Otani and Trout never play in a real meaningful game. They played in the World's Baseball Classic against each other. And that was the first time we actually saw real pressure-packed, you know, meaningful baseball between the two guys. They're in first place starting today. It's very early. They're seven and five. What do you make of the Angels, their rotation, and can they be relevant this summer? Yeah, I was on them this year. I've got them winning, I think, 91 games and uh, winning one of those wild card spots. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the rotation. That's the key for me. They finally developed largely a homegrown rotation with Patrick Sandoval, who I, I love. Jose Suarez got knocked around a couple nights ago. Um, Reed Detmers, who threw a no-hitter and then got mm-hmm. demoted last year. He looks like mm-hmm. he's ready to be established. You know, they've got guys behind Otani now to fill things out. Their rotation last year in the second half was very strong. They also went out. And, you know, when you start with Trout and Otani, and I get your frustration, Matt, it's been frustrating seeing Mike Trout play three playoff games during what is one of the great careers in baseball history. But they finally put players around them that are just average. That's all you have to do is put an average team around these guys. So that's Gio Urshela. That's Hunter Renfro. 
That's Brandon Drury. None of these guys individually are going to move the needle, but they mean that instead of having replacement level talent at those spots, you've got average talent. And an average team around those two guys will win 91 games. So I'm excited for them this year. The other thing, too, is we've never seen Trout and Otani really at the peak of their powers. These last two years when Otani's been great, Trout's been hurt. I want to say 140 mm. games last year, 100 games last year, and uh, like 40 the year before. Yeah. They're both playing 150 games. You're talking about two guys that could combine for, you know, 18 wins among replacement, just ridiculous numbers. So the keys are can those two guys stay healthy? And, you know, can that rotation, which is you know, a bunch of left-handers behind Otani, do what I think it's going to do? I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. And mm. I'm usually with you, Matt. I'm usually predicting them not to. Um, Joe, we're out on the West Coast, and I we've had this discussion, and, you know, nobody sees Otani play. Half the United States is asleep and all these other things. That's one thing that contributes to that. But, like, I'm wearing a Dodger hat. There's some great baseball being played Late night East Coast between Dodgers, Padres, Diamondbacks. What are you thinking NL West? Just a round overview of what you've seen so far and maybe who you think might win a division for the people that might partake in that type of uh, interest uh, from, from, from a knowledgeable person like yourself. I think the Dodgers, we were too, a lot of people were running off the Dodgers at the start of the year, kind of forgetting how high a level that they'd, have, they'd established. For the last mm. three years, two-thirds of their games. They won 111 games last year. They can be 15 games worse and still win this division. And obviously, no no Walker Bueller. You know, they're mm. paying Trevor Bauer to pitch in Japan. Um, the, you know, the injuries, Gavin Lux hurt them. Uh, Trey Turner left for Philadelphia. But when you look at what that team can do in terms of bringing up its own talent, James Altman has showed out these first couple of weeks. Miguel Vargas. Um, you look at all of the, the young pitchers they're going to be bringing forward. Um, I have the Dodgers winning that division by a couple games over the Padres. We're not going to know what this looks like for another week. Next, I believe it's actually next Thursday. Fernando Tatis Jr. comes off of his suspension, and we mm. see Padres are at full Death Star. Um, and I think that's going to be Padres are kind of like without Musgrove, without Tatis, kind of faking their way through the first couple of weeks here. We're going to see what they look like when they get Tatis and Musgrove back in a couple. Uh, Tatis next week and Musgrove in a couple of weeks. A similar question, but to the AL, the Rangers look like. They might have something with DeGrom at the top of the rotation. They've spent money on defense. They've got the offense, obviously. Can the Rangers challenge the Astros in the West? I don't think so because they're going to have a lot of trouble getting guys on base. A problem that got worse this week when Corey Seager went on the IL. Right. He's going to be four to six weeks. It's just a very, it's just a thin lineup. They do hit for some power. Adelise Garcia, Josh Young, Marcus Semyon. But by and large, it's going to be very hard for them to get enough runners on base to keep the line moving and have a productive offense. I don't love the back of that rotation. And while, you know, Jose LeClerc, Will Smith, these guys have all had success. By and large, that's not a very strong bullpen. So this is a Rangers team that could still lose some games late. They were terrible in close games last year. That's what actually mm. got Chris Woodward fired. Now that tends to be a luck thing from year to year. So they're going to get some bounce back. But you know, I, I look at this bullpen as the year goes on. I think it's going to get worn down. Um, you know, and again, we're counting on DeGrom staying healthy. If you tell me DeGrom makes 32 starts, they're in the wild card race. If you tell me DeGrom makes 32 starts, though, I'm probably going to start looking for the end of the world. <laughs> I'll bet under on DeGrom yeah. starts at 32 yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Last, no, action. no action. No action. Yeah. Last one for me, Joseph. First of all, before you answer the question, make sure you tell everybody where to find you, mm. find your newsletter. If you guys like baseball 100%, 
you should subscribe to Joe's newsletter because he do a great job. You sit in the dungeon there, although you're letting light in and it looks great, Joe. I mean, it's really nice, but you, all you do is sit there and write and read and watch games. It's amazing stuff. A great way to spend your summer. But Joe, I appreciate it. You, you, you're, you're welcome. And we'll, we'll, again, don't forget to tell them before I ask you this question. I got to listen to this guy all year talk about the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup, the Celtics winning the NBA championship. It's Bostonian versus the book. We took it on a whim and we did it. And now the whole world is centered around Boston. Boston versus the world. It's annoying as shit, Joe. <laughs> but the one good thing that we have working, Joe, is this absolute disaster of a baseball team called the Red Sox this season, Joe. Can you please just tell the people watching that the Red Sox are hopefully going to finish dead last in the American League East? Yes or no? Yeah, probably fourth. Uh, we'll see how these injuries. <laughs> Who's worse? Yoshida's hurt. Uh, the, or, the Orioles the, the Orioles are running back last year's team, which is fine, but they had flaws on last year's team. They didn't build out the pitching staff the way they should have this winter. They didn't spend any money. So I think the Orioles coming into the season look worse than the Red Sox. You know, we haven't seen much out of Sale and Kluber yet, though. It, it, the question has always been, would those two guys stay healthy and make 30 starts? The question I didn't think to ask was, are they any good anymore? Right. They both got down pretty good so far. Right. So, I had them going 83 and 79. I thought the offense would carry them. I thought they'd win a lot of games like they did that first series against the Orioles. Uh, but you look at the bottom of that lineup now. They, they threw out a lineup yesterday that looked like something out of Sarasota split, <laughs> split squad. Yu Chang and Hunter yeah. uh, Wong. And I mean, it's, I'm half, I'm, you know, I keep looking to see if maybe, I don't know, some of these guys from my youth are going to be, is Tony Armas going to play for them? Next? Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fair. It looks I mean, rough. And, what are, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Heimblum inherited this. You know, he didn't sign Chris Sale. He inherited uh, Chris Sale. He right. didn't screw up the farm system. Dave Dombrowski traded away everything in the farm system. I think he's taking a lot of blame. Also, too, John Henry decided, I don't want to spend as much money anymore. Right. So mm. you have a weak farm system. You have this killer contract. You have $30 million a year, about 15% uh, of their payroll going to Chris Sale. And when you have... Uh, a farm system, excuse me, with an owner who doesn't want to spend money anymore, that's a really tough situation. John Henry, I think, wants to be the Rays, or at least a somewhat more expensive version of the Rays. But by letting Dombrowski build a championship team, he took away from that plan. I hope he gives Home Bloom enough time to rebuild that farm system. The fans are not going to give Heim Bloom enough time to rebuild the farm system. That's the problem is that the fans are getting frustrated by the way the team is spending, by the lack thereof, and also just the big contracts that they've not spent. Letting I mean, Xander Bogart's going to going to San Diego and knocking the cover off the ball does not help Heim Bloom. It helped the Red Sox as Mookie Betts went, went to the Dodgers, won a championship. Bogart's is now playing really, really well. Those are guys that normally Red Sox fans would see as a lifer in a Red Sox uniform, and it's not happening. Oh, so man. that's part of the problem with the Red Sox with Heim Bloom is that, well, yeah, the fans have gone five years without a championship, but where is the future? Could, agreed, I know, you're a Yankee fan, you understand that though, <laughs> but could the Red yeah, he's Sox... He's turning them into Pittsburgh. He's turning the Red Sox into Pittsburgh. An owner that don't want to spend, don't well, keep your best players, let them leave when they get really good. Sounds unless, a lot like the Pirates. Unless 
Is there any way in your mind that the Red Sox could find a way to get Yoshi's good friend from Team Japan to come over when we see Otani as a free agent in the offseason? That would require a significant change in John Henry's approach over the last couple of years. We haven't seen Henry write the big checks for $500 million players. Um, There's a pretty comfortable assumption that the Dodgers have been doing all of the things they've been doing or not doing with an eye towards signing Otani. Um, Steve Cohen is always going to be lurking. We're talking yep. about a player who may be the first $500 million player in baseball. And I guess the Mets? I guess he'd be the first because yeah. Pat Mahomes is really going to make $500 million on that contract. So Otani would be the first player guaranteed $500 million. Um, but yeah, Cohen, Cohen doesn't seem to care about the luxury tax thresholds, the penalties. Um, he seems perfectly willing to go out and pay that kind of money. So I think with those two big monsters out there, it really is going to come down to setting aside whether Otani wants to play in Boston and Fenway with Oshita, any of that. It's, is he going to, is he, is Henry going to play at that level for that type of player? And, you know, Otani, he knows he's going to get paid. The other question is, where do I want to go to win? And it's very hard for any team to compete with what the Dodgers have built in, in Chavez Ravine, which is we, we win every year. If you want right. to win. Damn it. What happened to Joe? He froze. All right. Where's Joe, that? tell him. JoeSheehan.com. Tell him where else, please, before we get you out of here. Uh, at Joe underscore Sheehan on Twitter. Uh, I try to be on there less, but, you know. But, yeah, the newsletter is the main, main thing. JoeSheehan.com. I posted a couple of free pieces this week. You can check that out. Um, I love the game. Love writing about the game. I've been fortunate to do it now for 25 years. So, please check it out. JoeSheehan.com. Phenomenal stuff, Joe. Thank you for the time. Course, really Joe. appreciate you coming That's on. Tip, brother. Ellis. That is Joe Sheehan joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book, breaking down Major League Baseball with us. He's right about the Mets and the Dodgers. Oh, if, man. If you got to pick one, where do you want Otani to go? Mets. See, I'd rather be him out in LA. I don't want him on the West Coast. I told you that. I want him on the East Coast. I don't want him out here. Get him on the East Coast. Get him in front of everybody. Get him in front of the biggest populated people, all the big cities. Get them under the spotlight. Make them into a global superstar. Make them into just the guy, the you face of baseball. Do that in L.A.? No. For the Dodgers? No. You're in L.A. Sorry. Wow. Mm-mm. It's the West Coast. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's just it, Barry Bonds had to be, you know, a god to get the attention of the East Coast consistently. Yeah, there was other things going on, though. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I think, I, need he, I think Otani would look amazing in black and gold. In a Pittsburgh uniform? Oh, my God. Be in the mid-Atlantic region? Oh, be, oh be. it would be amazing. <laughs> and have, what, all double-A players around him? <laughs> what are you talking about? we got all yeah. these young kids. He yeah, just team, heard yeah. Joe put around yeah. some average guys. Let's go. We're going to the moon. Oh. That's that the, the likelihood of Otani going to Pittsburgh is about as likely as you going to the moon. Yes, that, that's a good statement. Yes, that's actually accurate. Trying to get in touch with Elon about some other things. I mean, I'll see if we can send me to the moon too. I'll go ahead. Go. Yeah. SpaceX, go 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 on the trip. It's, Maybe they'll sponsor you know, the show. It's fun. Son of a... Hey. Not happening. All right. Tonight is an unbelievably fun night to watch hockey. It is. If you are not a hockey fan, we're going to highlight some games that have playoff implications, huge playoff implications that you can sit and watch. If you either got ESPN, the, what are they called in the power play PP, whatever they call on ESPN plus, or maybe locally you'll have it on TV for you to watch it. 
Let's start with New Jersey and Carolina. That's a seven o'clock Eastern time start for both teams. Yep. The Metro division is up for grabs. Carolina, 51 and 21 and nine. New Jersey, 51, 22 and eight. That overtime has given the one point lead for Carolina here over New Jersey. Yep. Is it crazy that one game in overtime is separating these two teams after 81 games played? Yeah. It's ridiculous. New Jersey is at home Uh taking on Washington. Oh, no, sorry. Then the road. Sorry. Then the road to Washington. Jersey. New Jersey is at Washington. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Jersey's on on the road at Washington. Carolina's on the road at Florida. Okay. So remember that here in just one second. So Jersey is at Washington. Carolina is at Florida. Yes. That's for the Metro. For the Central Division, Colorado and Dallas. This is the other conference now. You're switching. Yeah, we're going to go through all the all the games that matter in the order they're being played, and then we'll go back and break the games down themselves. Okay, setting up. We're going to set. I would rather break the games down right. We just saw it. No, no, because I want to lay it out because it matters. Because they all they go in order, then we'll go back and break the games down because they're different conversations. But the Western Conference has no bearing on the Eastern Conference. Don't confuse the the people. But the games are being played at seven, eight, ten thirty. They're different times. We can go through them in order. So you lay out what's going on, and then we'll break the games down after the fact. Complete disagreement in the layout of this, but that's fine. Central division is up for grabs, which is crazy. Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, 81 games played Colorado, 80 games played. That's important. Okay. They play, they play tomorrow. They have two games left. So that says 106, 105 and 102. Correct. Minnesota can't get one of those one or two spots. Correct. It doesn't matter though. If you're in the two, the two and the three is interchangeable. It's just home ice. It's the only difference. Well, I understand, but that's so Minnesota's not affected by this scenario. It's Dallas and Colorado. We got to be only. Yes. So Colorado plays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Dallas plays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Colorado's game, we'll get to in a second. Dallas's game is against St. Louis. They beat St. Louis last night. They're turning around, playing a back to back. Yep. Same two teams, different city this time. Dallas is at home. They were on the road last time. So right. Colorado, this division won't be determined unless Dallas – well, no, it can't be determined tonight because the game against Colorado is going to matter. The game tomorrow will matter for Colorado. Okay. So the most points Dallas can wind up with is 108. Colorado can wind up with 109. Yeah, but they could also – if they don't win tonight, could end up with 107, and the game tomorrow means – Squadoosh. Correct. If Dallas wins yes. and they don't get, you know, they don't keep a pace. Point. Toast. Right. Bye-bye. Done. They but be- Colorado be- has more wins, so they actually own the tiebreaker. So all they have to do is tie. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on the Winnipeg Jets, who have clinched a playoff spot already. Right. And they can't really change their seed as to who they're going to face in the postseason. Correct. That takes us to the final interesting matchup, which is, well, actually, it's two. Sorry, one more. Florida plays Carolina. Carolina has a a chance to, we talked about them in their division, but Florida also can avoid playing the Boston Bruins because the Islanders are done. They've played 82 games. Correct. They have 93 points. Yes. Florida's got 92 points. Florida 
Tonight's their last game against Carolina. If the year ends like this, Florida plays Boston. Yeah, that's if good. Florida wins. That's so then we're going to have to get a Florida Panthers. <laughs> so if Florida wins today, they avoid playing Boston and the Islanders will play. Now, here's the question that I have yet to have at, be answered. What if this game goes to overtime and they get and they lose and they get one point and they have 93 points and we're tied? If they have literally identical records, 42, 31 and nine, 42, 31 and nine. They have identical records. <laughs> What's the next tiebreaker in the I, NHL? Do not regular know. season wins normally. Correct. They have I don't, the same number of that. I don't know what the answer to that is. What, what, who, who gets what? Well, what the hell do we do with that? Let's see. 36, 36. Everything would be tied that I know of. I right. don't know how deep we got to go. My guess would be common opponents or your, your record in the Eastern conference. In a division. I mean, they're not in the same division, so you couldn't do that with a wild card. It would be Eastern Conference record. We'd have to to check. Somebody somebody in the chat watching the show, contribute to the show, uh, see if you can find out what is the the next tiebreaker after regular season wins in uh, in the NHL. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if it's ever gone that deep. Right? For a wild card, it's crazy. And then finally, Vegas and Edmonton. For the Pacific. Yeah. Edmund, Edmonton is minus 500 tonight mm. <laughs> in their game. I Vegas is hard. at Seattle. Vegas Correct. just beat Seattle two nights ago in Vegas, and now they're back in Seattle to end the year coming up here tonight. The Kraken have already clinched. It doesn't matter for them. So we have 109 points for Vegas, 107 points for Edmonton. Here's the issue. If Vegas loses tonight and Edmonton wins, we have the same scenario, Dave. Look at this. The identical records, 50, Same 22, and 9. 50, 22, <laughs> and 9. Regular season wins would be different, though. Edmonton Why? has way more regular season wins. See the RW column? Regular, you mean wins and regulation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the regular, uh, yeah, regulation wins. Those That's the first tiebreaker. So as soon as you get that, you win. Okay, so and, that, and then be, the next thing after that, Auto came in and said it. And you guys know Chris Auto at PSU yeah. Auto. If you're already not following him, you should be following him for the hockey information as well as for his outstanding pictures, both refereeing and coaching kids. Um, OT wins is the next tiebreaker. Oh wow! So okay. that whole thing could be decided by the number of OT wins. Which I've been saying for years, you should be going for an OT and not allowing it to get to a shootout as much as you possibly can. But, you know, you, you get so at risk of getting that point, not getting that point. You can't play that overtime conservative. It's going to decide a damn playoff spot. By the way, someone in the chat is getting upset that I'm talking about Otani playing with Yoshi. It's a very large talking point. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not He's you not can't say that. You can't say that. He's not going to Boston. No People way. were saying that all the time about A-Rod. No, A-Rod's never it. going to Boston. A-Rod's never going to Boston. A-Rod was going was. to Boston. Yes, he was. No, that was yes. a, that was a leverage move to get the Yankees to pay. He ain't not according to A-Rod, it's not. And A-Rod's been on the record for years on this. A-Rod's truth sayer? You yes. believe anything sure. that comes out of his mouth? Why wouldn't he just say I was playing the Yankees to get more money? He's full shit more than anybody on television nah. sports and ever. You think he was really going to Boston? Boston would have 
eaten him alive. Oh, that's true. I didn't want him. I'm not saying it, but I'm saying the Red Sox. There was saying, no, no there's no way he was going. They just needed another. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I don't think that's true. I, I just I think that's wrong. I think that they were 100. percent And then it, it got voided because no, they would. Okay. I'm glad. The Red Sox won the World Series the next year. That was fine. It would have been horrific if they got A-Rod, but they went oh, ahead and won it in 04. God, it so we changed everything. It was great. I'm glad he went to the Yankees. He cursed them. So it was beautiful. But I, I think it's it's a little short-sighted to say that the Red Sox are not going to spend and there's no way that Otani would go to Boston. I think it's just wrong. I mean, they, they spent on Dice what your guy's doing up there. He's turning them in. I'm telling you, it's not, I mean, Joe said it pretty good. He laid it out. I'd be to be a... Long, he got a better shot of going to Pittsburgh than he does Boston. That's wrong. And, and it's it's completely that's not even close to being accurate. But it's the Red Sox are going to make a huge move next year. There's no debate. They're going to spend. John Henry knows this. He just has to do other things. Right now, he has other focuses. Liverpool's been a big problem for him. He's got to figure that out. You got to get that thing solved first. Then he's got your penguins, and there's a mess with the penguins. Got to figure them out. Okay. He owns a ton of things. He owns too many sports franchises that have big ticket items. Oh. And the Red Sox have got to figure out the Chris yeah. Sale contract and get out from underneath that and whatnot. But oh. Boston's never going to, you know, they won a championship five years ago. And Joe's right. That gives you, he's won four. So he's got a long, you know, he'll do the whole Bill Belichick, like, <laughs> look what I've done, guys. But that won't fly for more than a couple of more years for the Red Sox. And Otani, they will need to be players in the Otani soupstakes. The Red Sox will need to make a move for Otani. I 100%. Guys in the it. chat, if you're watching the show right now, thank you again. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Put in there your team that you think you would want to see Otani go play for if payroll wasn't an issue. If you mm. could pick a team for Shohei Otani to go play for, for Seattle. your team or baseball. Seattle. That's the answer, right? That's the answer. Yeah, that's that the answer. Would be Seattle. Awesome. Yeah, that's Seattle. 100% it would be Seattle. Yep, I agree. But again, I want them on the East Coast. So it flies in the face of my opinion there. That's why I think the match would be a pretty nice spot. I just can't stand it. He just go can't to go to the Yankees. That's East Coast. That would be awesome. Can't go to the Yankees. Uh, that's the Midwest. But I, I need him on the actual East Coast. I need him actually on the East Coast. Hockey. The real East Coast. Okay, so let's get to the games. Yes. Uh, well, exit. Well, hold on. But before we do that, Braves, uh, Braves. the last game Braves. for Columbus is tonight. It is Penguins, baby. Regulation do you, win. Do you Mine think the pe- do you think the Penguins could blow this? Oh, come on. I mean, seriously, have you not stomped on me enough? It's not, it, it doesn't matter to you. This this is not you. This is Columbus. OK. Columbus They're not going to win if they blow this pick. Columbus has one game. <laughs> they had. They're up by one point. They cannot even go to overtime. They go to overtime. They get one point. It could blow the whole fucking thing because I don't know how it would be 58, 58, and 58 points. I don't know what the tiebreaker is for the worst record in hockey to get the one ping pong ball slot. 25% chance of getting the number one Versus pick in the upcoming draft. 12.5%. Versus 12 and a half percent, it just craters to two. It drops a ton, 13 percentage points basically down. And it's a huge difference. You can still win them with the two, but it's very unlikely. One in four versus, you know, one in 10. It's a big, it's a big damn difference. They can't go to overtime. Could the Penguins fuck this up this badly and actually lose to the Columbus Blues Jackets? This is crazy to think about. Like, <laughs> what are you doing when you're driving to the rink today? Boy, I really hope we lose. Or are you one <laughs> yes. of the guys on the team that are like, 
man, they ain't offered me another contract after this. Now I'm out the door. Fuck these guys. I'm going to go win this game. I'm going to go yep. get a hat trick myself. <laughs> like, on the same line, you right. may have that. Hey, uh-huh. man, I'm going to pass you the puck. Fuck that. I'm st- I am got a three-year contract. I want that right. Bedard kid coming here. We'll get right. better. I want to <laughs> play with him. Right. Like, this is the weird part of professional sports where you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you got the gambling aspect of it. How do you bet on this game? What do you make the line? Oh, the Penguins got to – I mean – They're huge favorites. <laughs> you go back and look. The Penguins haven't lost to Columbus this year. They swept them last year. They swept them the year before. They're, I went back and looked because I did a yeah. video that's going to run on a Penguin pregame today. Oh, nice. So I had to go back and look. They're 36 and 13. Wow. Since like the last 10 years against Columbus. And Crosby scored a goal like in nine of the last 10. The first period's gone over every time in the last nine. Like the Penguins just owned them. Like the Steelers owned the Browns for years. Okay. Talked about it at the beginning of the show. Pittsburgh beats Cleveland. Pittsburgh beat Columbus in hockey. They're going to win. If Columbus wins this game. I just want it for chaos because it it doesn't matter for Pittsburgh. It it has absolutely no impact on the Penguins at all. It has everything to do with if Connor, if if Connor Bedard becomes Connor McDavid and he's, you know, scoring 160 points (laughs) And he's playing for somebody else, not the Blue Jackets. And right. Every Blue, and every Blue Jacket fan was like, we could have had Connor Bedard and we beat the Penguins on the last day of the regular season. Even we tie. You tie in the last game and right. you go to they overtime. Just came in the chat and said, Lovey Smith. This is a Lovey Smith thing, right? 100%. This is-, this is exactly what it would be. Yep. This is a Lovey Smith game without a doubt. Yep. Oh, wow. 3 1 Boston. That losing, that win streak might be over. Well, Red Sox might get them on the ghetto on the getaway day game. Uh, yeah. Watch that bullpen for the Red Sox, though. The I don't know. I, I think it's going to be. I'm watching this game simply for that reason. I just want to see. I just want to see if there's any possible way the Penguins could punt the game and Columbus can get the game into overtime. Just lose it in overtime. I mean, you can lose the game if you're Columbus. Losing in overtime, you get a point, and it changes the whole conversation. I'm just trying to think about being a player. I mean, it was hard enough to watch the Penguins lose to the Blackhawks at home. I got Marty, who's working with me with the Bet Rivers people and stuff mm-hmm. in, in AT&T Sports in Pittsburgh, who went to the game, and I was texting him, and he said, nobody can breathe. It was the third period. I said, what's it like in here? He said, nobody's breathing. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so tense in here. And I'm like, it's the Blackhawks. Tell everybody to cheer. Stand up. Let's go. Right. And they lost. So then they had to go back out and – take pictures with the jerseys and do all the fan appreciation stuff. That is such a strange thing. You keep on referencing that. I can't believe Pittsburgh still does that. Oh, it's unreal. Every guy takes the jersey off their back. and It's an awesome thing, but it's a very small market take thing. A picture yes, and it's a very small market thing. The- it's, uh, it's very cool, but it's a very small market thing. Well, they do it, and, and they did it. They had to do it after that game. They go in a well, locker room. Hey, guys, so, you know, the season's done. Mm-hmm. You know, we blew it. Oh, by the way, go back out there and you know, take a picture smile. So that was hard enough. Now they get it, get on a flight to Columbus and they're going to go play the blue jackets. I don't know the motivation. There's none. There's literally none, but the Columbus blue jackets have motivation to lose. Like what happens? Like the GM walks into the locker room pregame in Columbus. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> just like, just to remind them just to like, like the owner from major league. Yeah. Hey, just your presence being there. Meaning like, you know, you fuck this up. You're not here next year. 
Just FYI, none of you. Uh, I cut you all on the spot. You want a job next year? You want to play in the league? You're borderline as is if you're playing for this team with a negative 120 goal differential. Just FYI, we suck and we know you suck. So cutting you won't be a problem. Don't be a hero. (laughs) Man, is that weird? That's a weird, weird, weird dynamic. That's going to be... That's another thing to watch. So go ahead. Let's go. Let's go over these games. Let's. Okay. Let's, let's, so now that so let's start it with Jersey, with which is minus one eighty on the money line, or, or plus one twenty five in the puck New line Jersey here. Minus one. Let's call it one seventy five. You got one eighty eight last night. It's coming down to minus one seventy five or as low as one seventy. What's the puck line in places at Washington? Why in the hell is Washington playing? Come on, they're not. I mean, seriously, this got to be Devils. Minus one and a half, plus 135 now? That's what I got last night. Okay, so didn't move the puck line. That's what I got last night. Money line play coming down. The stat is this. The Devils on the puck line are 24 and 16. That's a plus seven and a half unit profit. The Washington Capitals at home are 17 and 23 on the puck line down. Snap your fingers. Unbelievable. That face was amazing. Mikey <laughs> Awesome actually takes the, the, the he does guys take clips and put those in there. Your frozen face. He, he, he put screenshots on there, yeah. In the disc in the Discord channel. It's pretty good. So it's frozen it's the same bet. It's the same bet as last night. We're at home. Listen, that Dallas bet last night was money. Okay. And it's it's the same is. stat. The same stat where you have a team at home on the puck line down double digit units versus a team on the road. That's very profitable on the road, on the puck line devils for most of the year, the devils were the best team in hockey on the road. And they need this game tonight with just to give themselves the chance. If Florida does what Florida is capable of doing, which is beating this team in Carolina. Let's go to that game. They're a dog. The Carolina hurricanes need this game. And they're a dog and to not, the Panthers. It's uh, not much longer. It, literally, it's moving right now. That's a mistake. Alex Lyons in net. It's a mistake. I, I think the bet, betting on Carolina is a mistake tonight. I, I Alex Lyons been very good in minus net. 110 now. Both oh, minus 105 that? at one place. Alex Lyon in, in, in five games has given up seven goals. He's got a 2.32 goals against average at home. People are betting this like they think it's going to be Bobrovsky in net for, for the Florida Panthers. It's not Bobrovsky. This kid's good. Alex Lyon's going to play in the playoffs for Florida. I, I expect he to be the starting goaltender for this team. He's been very good. He's been playing every game for them over the last five games. Well, they're betting Carolina right now. I mean, look, Ranta is very good, obviously. Okay. He's, he's phenomenal, but I bet under in this game, under six and a half for Carolina, Florida. Yeah. That's actually under six and a half minus 125, minus yep. 130 at Circa. Um, but it's six in a lot of other places. Good. Six yeah. over juiced. So the East Coast went to six pretty quickly. Yeah, out out west we we we've seen it go slower. Six and a half, yeah. So six and a half. I like Ronta's got two point three eight goals against average on the road, and you got this Alex Lyon kid who's been playing really really well for Florida. This is going to be a playoff game. Florida just played a game that they had to have was a two one game with Alex Lyon in net. Yeah, somebody if Otto's 
available and, and watching or SoCal or somebody, somebody confirmed the goalies if they can. For I, no, let Lions confirmed. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bet it. Did Lions you? confirmed. I waited till this morning. It's confirmed. Oh, okay. Right. He's, he's in. So we, we don't, we, we believe it's Ronta. We're not positive who, but it doesn't matter. Both goaltenders are good for, for the hurricanes, for okay. the under, for, for that. Uh, the abs are laying 225 against the jets. The total is six and a half, which is rare for a Winnipeg jets game to see six and a half. And it looks like it's going to be hella bucket net. Did you, you seriously saw 225 last night? No, it's this morning. Where is it now? 290. Woo, baby. 300. Wow. Three, this is Colorado, Colorado. So, it, so Colorado. maybe it's not Halibut, Colorado maybe. or Colorado? I say Colorado. Colorado. It's like Nevada. Colorado. Colorado. Uh, and I don't Nevada. know. Yeah, Colorado. I don't know which way to say it, but I know you <laughs> this can do this. Avalanche. Avalanche. Avalanche to win. Yeah. Avalanche I don't buy money line. I don't play a money bet. That's because they need it. They're winning. They need yeah, it. Yeah. Stop with the needing it. They're just better. They're going to win that game. Winnipeg punt. Let's get in the playoffs and get ready for the playoff run. Whatever they're doing. They're not going there with that purpose of winning one that doesn't matter. I don't. Right. But they could influence who plays them, though. I mean, they, they could have. I mean, technically, we, we, we talked about this last night. The Golden Knights have 109 points. Edmonton has 107 points. Yeah. Colorado has two games left. Okay. Yeah, so if they win to one. Right. So, but, but Winnipeg's locked in. Seattle, Winnipeg is locked right, in. Right. That's it's what one, I mean. So, Winnipeg doesn't matter. They, but they can influence who they Colorado. play, though. Hold on. They, they can influence who they play because if they were to beat Colorado, the most points that the, that the Avs can have is 109. That's the most. That would tie them with Vegas. So, Vegas would need to lose tonight. And then Colorado would win the next two games and they would be the one seed. Then Colorado would play Winnipeg. So if the jets win this game, they can prevent that from even being, being a possibility that they won't see Colorado in the first round. They'll play Vegas. I think they would prefer to, I think the jets would rather play Vegas than Colorado. Again, the players, that there's not a person in that locker room thinking about that. That's, that's, that might be somebody up above saying, oh, you know, I hope we play them and that. Players are to just show yeah, me, go win the me game. what time they win, get to the boss. If they win the game, they, that happens. They influence Colorado not being their opponent. So they can just go do what they want to do, which is win. They're 7-3 and three over the last 10 games. The Jets are playing really well. Yeah, And it's a good message. It's a huge confidence builder. If you beat the cup defending champs, on the last day of the regular season before you go play the playoffs. I'm yeah. That's a, to see if there are some healthy scratches for that game. Well, might be hell doesn't mean a thing. Might be hell I mean, you scratch hell and it changes everything. Wait, he's not even confirmed for the goalie tonight. He was not confirmed last night. No, it was likely that that line move. Auto just came in and said it's Riddich for. Yep. See? Yeah. That makes sense. For the Jets, oh, that's, yeah, well, there's that's the why line it, that's why that it went. Yeah, the line move. yeah, that's why oh. it spiked. Yes, that makes sense. That line move tells me the Hellebuck was not playing, so that would make sense. The Hellebuck's out okay. for that. Uh, next game, Dallas and St. Louis. We just saw it last night. Dallas laying two fifty. Puck this, line, right? What the hell? Yeah, like what? I mean, there's. No, I got plus one ten last night. It's minus three ten. Right. What's now. the puck line? Minus three hundred. Holy crap! What's the puck line? The puck line on Dallas is minus one and a half, minus 110. 20 cents of, value, of CLV value there. Minus 115 I at got Westgate. Plus one, I got minus plus 110. 105 at 
circa. So you yeah. got plus money. That's good because that ain't that plus money is gone. Bye bye. I got plus one ten last night on that. Yeah, there, yeah, ain't, so, there ain't no more of that. Well, because the stars, it's just a rinse and repeat type of thing. I mean, stars are at home. The Blues are playing their last game. Stars need it. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah, care who I'm played Biddington or the kid they played last night that got right. lit up, gave up five <laughs> goals. Bye bye. Yeah, stars are going to be rocking. That building's going to be rocking tonight. That's going to be a fun game to watch from a star's perspective. Chance for them to put themselves in the right position for them to at least get to 108 points and make the Avs win both games to pass them. Most likely, Dallas is going to play Minnesota. I can see the over. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be Ottinger. Last night, it was Wedgwood, and he played pretty well. But most likely, it's going to be Ottinger. So that makes me a little concerned about the over because I don't know if he gives up two goals. Mike, awesome. posted your face in the Discord. What's the Discord channel again? BVBshow.com. BVBshow.com. That's, so, that's great. All right. On that. Uh, and then, so we have Edmonton minus 500 against San Jose. I mean, come on. The Penguins <laughs> just lost as a 550 favorite, closed at $6 in some places. Oh, come on. I mean, Edmonton, no I mean, this is if they lose, the Knights clinch. They so lose. And not losing to the Sharks today. I agree. I agree. It's already minus two and a half. You can't even touch the puck line. Oh, fuck. the books are just like, <laughs> you aren't betting puck line on this game where Mickey laid two, lay two and a half. That's all. Yeah. There's and they a, juiced a, it to the over. Seven is the total. <sighs> is that high enough? Probably not. Right. I don't know. Did, did, I mean, Seven I need the Sharks to score. Minus 125. I need the Sharks to score. I mean, 6-1. Edmonton team total over. Probably. Let's do that. Let's do Probably. that. Edmonton That's team total. Uh, let's see. What is that number? I'm going to – it's still 6.5 at FanDuel. So, Edmonton team What's total. Juice on 6.5, sir. Uh, minus 152 to the over. Just move the damn numbers. Team totals four and a half, juice to the over, minus 118. Yeah, they could ah. score five. They could score oh. five, didn't they? Yeah. Five one. We'll avoid the five one bad beat, six and a half loss or seven five loss. Two. Five two gets you there. Five one's a beat, five two's a win. Uh, okay. Vegas and Seattle. Vegas just beat the Kraken. You like you like Vegas tonight? I just like the cracking hat. Let's oh, say because uh, you can have you can have Grubauer. <laughs> all you, all you. Vegas needs it to win the Pacific, and they want it. Wow, two places just now. I'm not even kidding. Every place in the in the world just moved. Two? What was the number? Minus one twenty eight. On who? Vegas. Seattle's a favorite. Ooh, what? It flipped. Minus 110, minus 110. Well, it's pick them. Minus 110, minus 105. Yes. You can have it. What is Seattle playing for? Tell me. Vegas has to have it. Just stop with the have to have it. It doesn't get you. They do. The it time. matters. A mi- the it Penguins matters a- had to have it. Minus 550 and it didn't work. Yeah, because they were at home and old and slow. The Vegas Golden Knights are not at home and they're not old and they're not slow. So this is not this is not this is Jack Eichel and a chance to win the Pacific and get the number one seed overall and play Winnipeg in the playoffs. There's a ton going on here. Seattle just got smoked at Vegas. That's the only logic. They want to get one back in case they play each other in the playoffs, which I'm not sure if that's even possible with the bracket, but playing net for who? Vegas? 
Mm-hmm. Brassois. He's confirmed today? Uh, he was likely last night. I don't want that likely stuff. I want that. I want to see quick or no. confirmed. It is, um, let's see, unconfirmed for, oh, no, sorry, that's wrong, different game. Uh, Brassois confirmed. Grubauer confirmed. Enjoy. You can have Grubauer. If I'm Seattle taking Brassois. Seattle wins and the Kings lose, Seattle passes the Kings. And, and so, okay, that's true. And we so think the, King, the Kings are, so we think the Kings are losing tonight? The Kings are playing at Anaheim. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, we think the, we think the Kings are the losing to the, to the You didn't Ducks. even talk about that time of that game or anything. Well, because the only thing that matters in that game really is to me is that the Ducks have 58 points and the Jackets have 57 points. If the Ducks win that game and then imagine if the Blue Jackets lose and you lose Connor Bedard because you beat the Kings on the last day of the regular season. What? Ducks if? aren't winning tonight. What? Ducks if? are not winning tonight. <laughs> They're not winning tonight. Can no. you imagine? If the Blue Jackets lovey Smith them and win, yeah. and the Ducks lo- and the Ducks lose, <laughs> and they know, the Ducks know. Okay, they would by the time the game starts. They would, yeah. What do you tell the team? Go out and fall and down. Lose. Yes, and fall down. Yes, Leave your every yes. On. <laughs> yes. Have the goalie sit with his hand on the crossbar and go, go right ahead. Right. It's all you. There you I go. Like that. Yep. Yeah. Just, just just go ahead. Well, there you go. Come on. Go. Be like a be like a traffic cop or just go like this. <laughs> just go go on in. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. Like uh, 10 goals. Is that enough? How about more? Keep going. <laughs> like a roulette machine. Just have the balls ting around into the net, into the net, into the net. The Kings are not losing tonight. If people are betting this based on that, they're not paying attention. Like you're not paying attention at all. If you think that the, the bet the Kraken because the Kings are going to lose to the Ducks. No way. Generational player. They've tanked the whole year on the last day of the regular season. The Ducks are going to beat the Kings. No, not happening. I was 13 years old going to Penguin games the year before they drafted Lemieux. And we saw so much bad hawk. <laughs> we saw people playing that I remember asking my dad and brothers, like, I think I can skate better than that guy. <laughs> like, how is he in his league? And I didn't understand it at the time. They weren't trying right. to win because they got the number one draft pick and got Mario Lemieux, who yep. changed the entire course of the world. Mm-hmm. Amishek was on yesterday, told some great stories about that. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch that. Um, but yeah. This would be. This is going to be a fascinating night now. Completely <laughs> the NHL. Well done. That was yes. Broke it down. That was, that it's, was gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the last game is obviously Pittsburgh in in Columbus. So we already got to get into it. But what's the number now? Is it? It was two twenty five this morning. Already what's established it now? this. Yes. The Penguins beat Columbus. <laughs> they have to. The teams that are I going. I can't to, imagine what is going to happen if Columbus wins that game. Chicago, Anaheim. San Jose are all losing tonight, and so are the Blue Jackets. Okay. The Philadelphia Flyers, by the way, did you see Ralph Michaels' tweet this morning? He he tagged me. I I, I answered back. Okay. No. They've lost uh, like their last 10 games. They've done this. They've done that. Every trend in the world says the Flyers are terrible. Shit. They are. Yeah. They're favorite today because they're playing the Blackhawks. Correct. So here is the bet if you want to make this. Oh boy. Four leg oh boy. money line parlay. Okay. 
Penguins, yeah, Flyers, Canucks, Kings. Penguin, Five to one. Flyers, Canucks, Kings. Why do we got to involve the Canucks? Oh, because they're playing Arizona? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't like that one. That one makes me nervous. Is there a better time? Well, no, on? sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm skipping. I need Anaheim, not Arizona. Sorry. Right, sorry. Right, right. Drop that. I need the Kings. Sorry. Hold on. Kings. Put the, okay. put the, Kings. Oh, I had the can- No, I had the Kings. Kings, Edmonton. Drop, drop Vancouver. Who am I missing here? Edmonton. Blue Jackets, Blackhawks. And San Jose, no? San Jose. That's a, Sorry. That's what I'm missing. San Jose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Penguins. There, there we go. So that is a plus 330 parlay. Four games? Four games. Penguins money line, Flyers money line, Kings money line, Oilers money line. All four of those teams are losing today. 100% those four teams are all losing today. Can we not involve the Flyers? Can we put the Dallas Stars in there instead of the Flyers? I mean, Flyers, Blackhawks game, anything could happen, no? Well, only because they've, they've been competitive the last two games. So that, that's what gives you the pause. And they're at home, so maybe they play hard. Okay, so avoid them, and we'll put the Dallas Stars yeah. in there. And put Dallas in, and it drops down to a plus 218 parlay. Two plus to one 218 now. wins. Still pays. Still pays, but it's a four-legger. That's a big, chalky. <laughs> I mean, that's a chalk, 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 chalk parlay. But my goodness, that's, that wins, right? That's minus 245, 255, 520, and 275 chalk. <laughs> yes, that wins. Yes. Wow, Linus just came in and said Craig Anderson's last game tonight. Buffalo ain't ain't losing either. Buffalo's last career, his, Craig Anderson's last career game. Buffalo at home, small favorite against Ottawa. Total seven and a half at Fanduel. <laughs> They've gone to seven and a half <laughs> on that one. So Blackhawks my- announcing that it's Taze's last game. Oh, that's dangerous. Okay, yeah, that's dangerous. Means they don't want to send him out on the losing. Yep. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. That's, so good, good, good find there. So bounce that out. Good job, yes. Whitrock. Penguins, Kings, Oilers, Stars. Four leg money line parlay, page of two to one. I like that play. If you want to jump it on up that. All right. Two quick NBA stories to get to or questions. Yep. The yep. Clippers yep. are getting two and a half games from the Suns, yep. and it's only minus 132. Yep. <sighs> I mean, is there any way they win two games? Yeah. Can the Clippers win two games? Can they lose Absolutely four to two? They can. Why not? Right? Yes. I mean, I think the Suns are going to win the series. Yes. But this is not, I get two and a half games and it's only minus 132. I don't, I, yeah, we're going to have to reevaluate that more tonight and, readdress that tomorrow because that that's uh would it surprise you four two not at all to me not at all a sweep would surprise me more yeah four one four oh is like really four one is the pocket that's i mean that the clippers winning a game down in phoenix win both games in la they could win three and four and then lose five and six four two there you go <laughs> right, I I don't know. That's that's not yeah. bad. Plus two and a half, and then you could get out of that bet. You know, if the Suns win the first two games, and Kawhi gets hurt and they ain't going to play, and then it's going right. to be a wrap. Then right. you got to bet out of it the other way. Or it's three zero. You know, you can you can bet game four. You can go ahead yeah. and come in heavy on the Suns to get your get your money back. Right on it. Yeah, I don't know. Plus two and a half seems to be. Well, the Rays I, have tied up the Red Sox three three. Told you. 
bullpen. There you go. Uh, Knicks plus a game and a half is only minus 128 against the Cavs. Oh. I mean, are we really thinking the Cavs are just going to run over the Knicks here? Uh, Knicks could win the series, could they not? If Randall comes back in game three? I always side with the dog in these situations. I don't want to give away too big of a price on a favorite. It's just my nature because I had to do it for so long. Mm -hmm. I give the dogs a shot more probably than your regular person. Mm -hmm. Plus one and a half. So now we have to win. Well, we have to go four twos a loser. Mm -hmm. Right. Either win the series or go to game seven. That's what that's what you're betting. Uh, uh, they could win the series, but if he don't, if he's not healthy, I uh, fair. But I don't know. I'd Same rather question. take the loss that they win the series than do this. Okay. And then the Knicks, sorry, the Kings are catching a game and a half, and it's plus money. Yeah. This number, I, I just don't, I, I don't see what everybody's seeing. I mean, this is, this is a they have home court. Like this is, they have home court. They're playing a bad team who doesn't win on the road. And the Kings well, can catch the Golden State Warriors are likely going back to the Western Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals. Maybe we'll see. I mean, okay, we'll see. They, they will. But they got to discount get by Sacramento. They will discount all of our conversations all year long about their ineptitude on the road. If they go to Sacramento and win two games, and they just run through the Kings, and it's like not even a, a question, they wreck them. Okay. Maybe. Well, I think they split these games. I think Sacramento gets one of these first two. And if that Which happens, it's really plus one and a half. Right. Yeah. And it's plus one and a half really in play. This is the That's bet I may make on this series is to take a game and a half and just go, you know what? The Warriors may win the series. Okay. But go to a game seven and I'm good. And then we'll get the Kings win. Well, I mean, or the Kings win the series. Yeah. Four, two beats, you know, P rock. It does. Yes. And four, two is the most likely. I think Four one is what better stake is most likely. Yes. There's people talking like this is going to be a sweep mm -hmm. because they, there's no playoff history. There's no experience. Maybe. Or maybe that building is on fire and they win both games at, at Sacramento. Right. I don't know. I, I think it's more likely this game. This is a long series. It goes to game seven. I Warriors think win it. This, Warriors this winning has, game seven. This has potential to do that. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, wouldn't you rather take, well, what's the plus money? One and a half. Is it plus enough that you want to take it? Or would you rather maybe split the unit? Is this is like the insurance bet for taking them on the money line? If you actually think they can win the series. I think they are live on the spread. It is plus 122 to take a game and a half. <laughs> Those things stay up too. At a lot of places around the country, if you think they're going to win the game one, you have to bet this. If you think they're going to win game one or at least have a shot, you have to bet this because this becomes a gigantic minus with that, and then you could do whatever you want and just yeah, play off. I mean, it's 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 chucking a unit at it, but it's plus money, and you play and it's something to play off of in this series because at right. some point, if the if the Kings have a lead in this series either 1-0 or 2-1 to 
or even three to one or two zero, you're going to get big plus coming back on the Warriors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One zero changes it all. If you can get the first game again, if you think that they get shot, you make that bet. Yeah, I, I like I like I like that play a lot. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get an update on the Red Sox and the Rays here. So we're going for thirteen and zero, which will tie the fast four the best three. record, the fastest start. It's four three, four three, unbelievable. Red Sox <laughs> below it. Fifth inning, Bot- bases loaded, two outs though. Oh. They're not done. Maybe not. Trying to go thirteen and zero, become the third team in Major League Baseball history ever to open up. 13. Oh my! You know, what just what? happened? Eight three. Grand Slam. <laughs> it's Grand eight Slam. three. I told you. Right. I told you. That's what I said. Three to one. Bet the race. Red Sox bullpen. I wouldn't trust. The, I wouldn't trust that bullpen either. Who who hit it? I don't know. I just I just hit refresh on the score. It's thirteen yeah. and a half in game for the total. Race minus five and a half. They're still hitting at the bottom of the fifth with two out. Oh, so it wasn't a grand slam. It looks like it was a triple or a double, a bases clearing double. Because I, I had five Damn, three. Son. I had five three. Man, and then oh, it, just, it just blew up. Man, so, oh man. Another, it could be 12 and one on the run line. 12 People keep asking one. me for plays every day. I just send them back the race. R A Y S. Yep, double. I get these funny comments. Oh, solid handicapping. <laughs> How do you want? Winners. We wow. want winners. How about that? The, the Red Sox, Bieber comes in. Bleeber, this is funny because it was a joke because Bleeber was really bad because Kluber gave up four earned runs and four and two thirds. Right? Is it Bleeber? B-L-E-I-E-R. Bleeber. Bleer. Bleer. Because Cobra Kluber and Bleer has been awful. And there was a big thought when the Red Sox made some changes. How did this dude stay on the team? <laughs> like everybody thought he was getting demoted or DFA'd and he nice. didn't. And they yeah, kept him. And everybody was like, you kept that guy? How'd you keep that teammate. guy? Probably good teammate. <laughs> well, that good teammate just came in and blew Corey Kluber's start <laughs> and got eliminated and gave up five runs. So it's a hard job. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard job. Sure. Uh huh. So there in, you go. relief is hard. Yeah. Sometimes that shit don't work. True. And didn't work for him. So it looks like the Rays are going to do it 13 and 0 and 12 and 1 on the run line, barring a collapse. So here's the question. Yep. We talk about the best teams all the time. Rays are the best team right now in baseball. They Who's are. the worst team in baseball right now? <sighs> Is it Oakland? one of two? It's one of two teams. It's Oakland. Man. Yes, it's Oakland. I love the, the A's stuff too. I was always an A's fan when I was. That was my Detroit's, first team. Ever. Detroit's in the conversation. Detroit's the close. They're two and nine. Yeah, they get Oakland's mad th- though. Oakland's three and oh, nine. Detroit, but yeah. Oakland has a minus forty nine run differential already. Yeah, they're getting blown. <laughs> they're getting blown out. <laughs> I mean, 42 minus Detroit's minus 42. So Detroit's not much better either. Detroit's lost six games in a row. Yeah. Oakland won yesterday. Amazingly enough, they beat the, they beat the Orioles, but they're four games back of the angels in the West Detroit's already. I mean, this is crazy, but you start looking at like they're five and a half games back already. The Red Sox are seven games back of the Rays. They're about to go eight games back of the Rays. The Red Sox are in the conversation at the moment for the worst team in baseball. One of my, uh, 
most fun games I ever attended was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I went to see the Indians play the Royals before the Indians got good in the late, early 90s. Drove up by myself. There's 80,000-seat football stadium in Cleveland. They're playing a doubleheader. Kevin Apier pitched a game. I wanted to see George Brett in person. Mm-hmm. I went and watched, like Kenny Lofton was coming up, and there were 6,000 people in a ballpark that see 80,000. Mm. And I went by myself, and a guy tried to hustle me for $10 for the ticket. I said, buddy, you should pay me to take the ticket. <laughs> like, look at this place. I'll give right. you $5. I gave him 5 bucks. I went in, sat. I could hear everything. This is what we should do. We should go to Oakland and watch our teams play. I don't think the Pirates play. I think the Pirates play at home against Oakland. You want to talk about a series where nobody's going to be at? We could go to that. But <laughs> Oakland is not that far away. We should go see the good teams because I don't think people will go. Are they going to come here? They don't I don't want them here. I don't want baseball here, but I don't want the A's either. I mean, I want baseball here, period, but I don't want the A's here at all. <laughs> I have no desire for the A's to be. Like, we already got the Raiders from Oakland. Do we got to yeah. take the A's, too? In their history, in their baggage, I don't want any part of it. Expansion, I'd be quasi-interested in, but I don't want, especially that team, <laughs> I don't want the A's moving to Vegas. Like they got a lot of work to do to fix yeah, it. It doesn't sound like they're coming, though. It's, it sounds like they were they were trying to play a game of chicken and they lost with Oakland with the city. So, so they're going to build them a new stadium and they're going to stay. No, they're going to have to figure out a, a, a different way of doing oh it. Oh my Gosh, because where they want to build it and how they want to build it, you know, not there, not possible. I they're was talking to, 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 to Timmy Murray yesterday. He's got a bet on the nationals versus the A's. Who's okay. going to have the worst record. Who would you want in that situation right now? Nationals. Versus A's. It was a pick em. It's a hard question. Nationals are pretty bad, though. They are. Um, and they, I mean, he struck it out Corbin, and we got a lot of. I'll say the there. A's will be worse because of the division they play in. It's going to be close, though. Yeah. I think both teams lose 100 games, right? Probably so. What a bet. Worst team in baseball. That will be be fun. Pretty excited Uh, that you didn't even mention the Pirates. Thank you for that. No, I mean, well, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, Yankees are laying 150 against the Twins today. I have a really, I'm having a very hard time to getting interested in these baseball games at the moment. Just FYI. Today's menu? Yes. It's light. There's not much. There's not much. And there's not a game that really jumps off the page. Well, no, game. Milwaukee and San Diego. I mean, that's a play. Who's pitching game. for Milwaukee? We don't know. It was still TBA. Still not even listed. Yeah. So like, it's still not even listed. <laughs> that's why I didn't put it on there. Cause I was like, well, it changes everything. Who starts? So I'm not going to put it on the rundown. The battle of the Midwest team um, that is actually in the Midwest, Minnesota. It's not the Pirates. The Pirates are playing St. Louis. That's like East Coast versus Midwest. Yeah. So. Um, that's, that's a game we'll get to in a second, but Minnesota is a good baseball team. Their are uniforms they? are shit though. I don't know what they are did. They? I don't, they? I don't like what they did. Yeah. Minnesota's actually so far talk about like surprise teams or teams that might be a little better than anticipated mm-hmm. before the season. Minnesota's one of them. Okay. Yankees are a little bit, uh, a little bit heavy price today. Uh, I think Minnesota's live in that game. I do, but the Barrios. twins never beat 
They never beat the Yankees. Are the books? Um, wow. The Mountain West just announced they're holding their football media days at Circa on July 19th and 20th. That's good. Probably oh, charged them for that, right? My goodness gracious. Yeah. They they're got holding, the they're holding their football media days uh-huh. at a sports book casino resort in Las Vegas. Yeah. We have lost our fucking minds. It's all done. It's, we I have mean, there's lost, no lines anymore. We have lost our minds. There's no lines. Wow. There's no lines. Nothing makes sense. None I, of it. If you had said to me five years ago that a major football conference is going to host their media days at a casino resort in Vegas, I would have gone, get out of here. There's no way that any administrator is going to say like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go to a sports book slash casino props to Circa, but I cannot believe that that's what we're doing now. July 19th and 20th here in Vegas. If you're a Mountain West fan, you guys can come on in. Awesome. That is something right? else. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Wow. What's no next? Line. Who who is the first college athlete that gets an NIL deal with a sports book? Well, no, they're <laughs> limiting that. They they already tried that. Like we we got that story on the rundown at yep. the bottom. Yep, we do. They they can't do that. I mean, but they paid those that kid to go to that school. He was going to go to Florida State. He yep. went to the school right there where yep. Dion was. Yeah. But now Jackson Dion State. ain't there. Right. Now he's in Col- well, the kid went to Colorado with Dion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he went with Dion to Colorado. Amazing. Uh, and then finally, your Pirates are playing the Cardinals. Your Pirates are seven and five. Cardinals are five and seven. Not not too often you guys have a better record than St. Louis going yeah, into not, a game. Velasquez, not the best. Nope. No. I, I This would be a – this would – be one of those rare situations. I'd be looking to lay the run line with the home team favorite. Oh, not don't like this matchup. Velasquez going to give up a home run tonight. Pick a Cardinal or two to hit a homer. Oh, yeah. Arenado. Yeah. could be him. It could be that kid Gold, that plays Gold right Smith. field. I can't remember. No, there's a new kid up. Absolute beast. He's been hitting bombs. Mm. I think there's four or five guys tonight. You could look at to hit a home run for St. Louis. I got to do the baseball work after the show. And then after our call, we got to call after the show. So I do that a little bit. I just, I just can't believe that the Mountain West is going there. I just uh, Someone asked in the chat why it's a big deal. It's a big deal to us because we're old. I mean, I'm 52. You're 45, 46. Okay. No, no. Here, let, let me explain this. In, in Nevada, you must be 21 years of age to do just about anything. Right. You're going to bring football media days is the idea of bringing in a college athlete in order to meet with the media to have a conversation with a large swath of media in one place. We are then going to bring that 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old onto a floor, onto a place where you have legal gambling. They, they can't come in. You got to show your ID right. to get in the circus. No, circus no, is no, 21 no, and over. Place. I forgot. That's even better. Circus is 21 and over only. You can't get in the door. Circus 21 and over. You can't get in the door. Oh, oh my. I forgot that you have to yeah. be 21 to get in the circus. So they're going to have it so, in the conference rooms upstairs. And you can't, oh, you can't let any college athletes in unless you keep them you have outside. To. What do you mean you leave them outside? You have to bring them in. You have to bring them in. Get, wave the rule. They get away. can't get in the door. You're violating your license and everything else. You're a 21 and over only place. If I was in there on fire, my kids could not come in and save me. 
You can't get in the door. Oh, you have to physically show your ID when you get there. So if they're bringing no student athletes. Desk, so they're bringing no student athletes. No, this is no. why are you doing media days? Talk to the the coach. That's it. That's all that most of the media days are. No, I've been going there for years. No, 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 no. You go oh, to the SEC, want, they bring the players. No, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, they all bring the players. That's part of the whole thing is you have access to players I in a different. I don't think one Penn State football player has ever been to a Big Ten media day. That's wrong. Joe Putt I was, never I was there never when, when Penn State was there in Chicago. Who went? That's not right. I don't remember, but I know there are Penn State players there. Penn State football players and Penn State basketball players. Yes, hundred uh, percent in Chicago. hundred percent. I went to multiple Big Ten media days with Penn State people there, Penn State players there. Now Joe Paterno maybe never did that, but in, in the modern era, James Franklin sure as hell brings players with him when he goes to media days. So not a single Mountain West coach is going to bring a player to highlight well, on media. Unless you days. have a twenty-one-year-old player, unless you have a senior that's twenty-one, he can come. On. Believable. Yeah. That is something else. Well, wow, the world is totally different. Sports great. Thank you so much. You guys will see us tomorrow for Roll Call Friday for you guys who are on live on Twitter and live on our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book. Time for BVB bonus time. All right. Bravo uh, just came in the chat and said that uh I'm wrong, that that they bring media yeah. people the, the yeah bring players. Listen, yeah. when I was in college, I didn't go. Yeah, no, but I mean, so, I covered big 10, big 12, ACC, SEC. It's, it's a huge, I mean, bringing players because radio stations, we would go and do live broadcasts and then get access to the players, put them on the show and talk to right. them live. Right. That's why we all went. That's why we went. I mean, the best media days are in S or in the SEC because of the way they do it. And just the overall fan reaction, the fans wait outside. There's hundreds of fans who are all over the place at the mall in Birmingham. And there's a shoot that they use for all the radio stations. So you have like this like long walkway. So the coaches and players come and they just do every radio station and then they go out. It's phenomenal. Uh, big 10 a little bit different because it's moved around a lot. Same thing with the big 12. It's a lot in Kansas city. A lot of times for the big 12. So is it like uh, a glorified like Super Bowl trip? Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. It is. It is the college rate, the college market equivalent of going to the Super Bowl. Yes. That's what it's like. Okay. So it's three I mean, days. That's my only media yes. thing that we've done together. Yeah. It's so a, it's, I, it's not the I level of like, you don't see the level of, of personality unless like, you know, Nick Saban does very few radio shows. He does a couple, right. but not many. The right. coaches that are new to the conference, they'll do fucking everybody. <laughs> they'll go into right. every radio station. Right. They want right. to get their name out, right. get the recruiting okay. conversation going. Okay. They'll talk to any, okay. anybody who will have them. Um, but yes, it's the college football market. Like Iowa City, their station's not going to send Bromel Camp to the Super Bowl, but they will send him to the Big Ten Media Days. He will gotcha. go to that to okay. cover that. Because okay. the news stories and everything else that comes out of it, all the projections, it's when the schedule gets talked about and all the things that get into it. And you know, and kids say dumb things sometimes. I mean, kids, kids will say things that will be newsworthy that you're like, oh boy, okay, what did he say? So... Yeah, that's I cannot believe the Mount West Conference is going to Circa. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Wow. What a different world. Well, I mean, where else would you go? What do you mean? If you're the Mountain West and you're gonna do it in Vegas, where else would you go? I think Circa's a good place to do it. Any casino I'm talking about, not just Circa, any casino you oh, oh any casino. You don't have to come to Vegas, you can go to anywhere else. You can go to San Diego, go to the beach. 
the lines are drawn. They're, 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 there's no more lines. They're right. That's what I mean. It's just, it's insane. Like, you're com- it's, The fact that you're coming to Vegas for the, it's just, okay. It's, it's so wild. It's great. It's great. For, I mean, they're going to have that, that place will be booked. Every coach, every, you know, the, if they bring spirit squad people, if they bring administrators, all the media, all coming in, it's a, it's a paid vacation. You kidding me? The happiest. That's what all these planet. media days are. I'm learning so much yeah. about the, the media happiest, the, the stuff, happiest yeah. person on the planet today to hear this is the beat writer covering the football team in Provo, Utah. Like this is like, overjoyed. This is, this is like, I get to go where for four days and you're paying for it. I get to go to stadium swim and hang out and get all the events that the mountain West conference are going to pay for the drinks up at legacy club, the party out at the pool, all paid for. Beat writers, can we, can we oh. go to that? Of course, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Put us in for the media days. That'd yeah. be great. We can 100 go. We, we can do a live show from there. 100. percent They'll have a radio row just like everybody else will. Yeah, we'll have all Put the in for that. Yeah, we'll have the Mountain West Conference. You know, all over the place. Come on in right. and be a part of it. So that's awesome. We'll do that. San, San Jose State people will come on in, and Fantastic. San Diego State people Talk will come on. Them. in. That'd be yep. great. So there I you just go. want to make all the connections we can, so we can go to their games <laughs> later. That's awesome. Sports betting show doing a live broadcast from a football media day. Right. Well, the world, the world is such a fun place right now. It is, it is such on its head. It's awesome. Speaking of being about being on its head. Yep. So a lot of our, our older gentlemen friends who watched the women's basketball and stubble tournaments fell in love with the Cavender twins. Do you know who the Cavender twins are? I only do now. So these are two sisters who played basketball at the University of Miami. They helped Miami make a run to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. They yesterday announced that they were leaving Miami. They were not going to play anymore. They have a senior year left. They walked away. We didn't learn until this morning as to where they were going. They're going straight from basketball to the WWE. Did you actually listen to the soundbite, though? Yes. I don't think they're going to wrestle. They're going to wrestling. They signed an NIL deal already with the WWE. I know, but I don't know what that means. They, they I'll send you the, I'll send you the story I got this out I, of. There's I, a whole story written on this. I listened there. to the soundbite, and that guy asked, and the one sister was like, well, we have a lot of marketing deals. and Well, that's just because it hasn't been announced by the WWE yet. Mm, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh, here we go. I mean, they're so the question would be then next if it's not there, where are they going? Because they just left school. They're, and the NIL money, they put at basketball. I don't know anything about it. Well, they apparently can make more money good. playing basketball than going and having a desk job. They have, they were making a ton of money last year, NIL wise, tons of it. The offer they've got is so big for them to walk away from Miami and not go back after the Elite Eight run to make a ton of money back. Because now everybody knows who they are because of the tournament run. Now all the eyeballs are on. They'll make so much money at NIL. And they're like, nope, we're good. Thanks. Because of the other deals that they've got are bigger. They got something big cooking right now. I can't wait to get our NIL deal. (laughs) I can't wait. It's going to be fucking great name image and likeness so we'll see what happens but those two could very well walk up the basketball court and walk straight into wwe which would be amazing 
if that happens. Uh, the second story with women's sports is the fact that the handle for women's basketball during the NCAA tournament grew significantly. Now, yeah. have you heard of boardroom before? Boardroom. So I, according to boardroom, the LSU Iowa game was the most viewed college women's basketball game ever up 103% from the championship game last year. That I, it I peaked. Mean, it peaked at 12.2 million viewers concurrently. Wow. I right? love how they get these numbers. Now that I'm asking people for numbers and <laughs> concurrent numbers and all this yep. other bullshit. <laughs> I love this. 12.2 million concurrent. So yes. the game was on ABC, was it not? Yes. It was on ABC on a Sunday. Yes. I uh-huh. think it was mid midday. Yep. Yep. So they called 5,000 people and asked them what channel you got on. I got on ABC. Cool. And then they multiplied it by all these people and they came to the 12.2 million concurrent people watching the basketball game. That's awesome. Great news. I mean, Iowa everywhere. I mean, they, they you know, just Clark all about the basketball. It's fantastic. <laughs> According right. to Barstool, sorry, BetMGM Pennsylvania, they released data that showed a significant spike in the betting. Well, there definitely was a significant spike in the betting. People Does it were stay? Talking about it all over. Does it stay? No. I disagree with you. I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. I disagree. I think there's no. going to, I think if, if I was going to talk to a 15, 16, 17-year-old right now about going to college and what they should go to college for, uh-huh. I think going to college as a broadcasting major with the specialization on being a target for women in athletics and being a sports betting expert, like someone who could talk both the lines and content, jobs are going to be coming like crazy for you, for them for, if you can do it. It's coming. We're talking about my this with my daughters for soft. Yes, and they should do it because it's going to. I see it. I could see it just in my class. I see where the people. If you can talk and you know the sport and you know the betting side of it, there's well, going to be jobs. Right now, there's a lot of people talking about the betting in the sport without knowing the betting right now. That's right. all over the place. But the but this and, is all with sports. We've already seen people talk gambling before. We haven't heard women's basketball gambling talk. We haven't seen women's softball talk. We haven't seen women's women's hockey. I mean, these are all sports that are growing extremely fast across the country. Yeah, but there's no, if there's no betting on it and talking the betting on it. Well, there will be though. That's what I mean. There's going to be interest. Women are going to, and men too, are women going bet. to bet. Yeah, they're going to bet. Once they get a taste of it and figure it out, yes. There's been studies done like crazy. The reason why women don't bet more often than not is they're intimidated to ask a question. They don't want to they don't want to walk up and say, I don't know what those numbers mean. And guys don't either. It's it's both. Men and women both don't. But once you explain it to them and show them what it is, there's a real thirst for it. There's a real interest. Yeah. Uh remember there's more. The, there's more women. There's more women than men in the world, in America, in the world, in my house for sure. There's more women than men. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know what they are? They're smart. I, 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 I think they're what? women. People who gamble are dumb. What? Eh, I didn't say that out loud, but um, they take less risks. Well, they might. Yeah, I mean, men are way more attracted to risk than women are. But yeah. 
gambling is gambling. Women like to gamble. Women, Women like to gamble on stuff other than sports. I just see that's my point. I just agree with that opinion. I think that's an old school thought process. I think it's changing. I think more and more women are getting interested in betting on women athletics and women's sports. The same way they bet on a soccer game for men, they want to bet on a soccer game for women. Same way when bet on a men's basketball game, they want to bet on a women's basketball game. You always say this. Game's a game, right? Doesn't matter who's playing. I, I, it, I love women's sports. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, there's, there's softball's awesome. Uh, a good competitive women's basketball game. A lot of times it's more fun to watch mm-hmm. than a men's game. Um, just more whatever. I don't know how to describe it. It's just different, but it's, right. it's good. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It's going to take a while. All these stories about there's more women betters, you know, why there's more, more women betters. Because they get less scrutiny. Right. <laughs> They're betting for somebody else. But. Oh, you said that shit. Don't, don't say that quite far out loud. I don't know who's betting for who here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Hold on. Misses all of a sudden his three accounts at three sports books. <laughs> Whoa. Misses all of a sudden is dying. So I'm saying real yeah. betting. I'm not saying beard betting i'm saying real real interest real wagering people walking in the counter with their face walking up and making making bets oh we used to do it all the time it was always the most fun for me talking to them and trying to get them you know like they would sit there and stare at the counter and like look at the lights and like oh right they're intimidated i don't know how to do this they were intimidated right but like they there's more women working in sports books in person than there are men because more, well, that's just, just stats wise, it makes sense. It's more women than men. It's just, it's just it's a, a fact of the matter. More women than men. So it's it's a very interesting thing to look at going forward. I think there's going to be a market. Who gets who markets to do it? Is there a handle? We'll find out. Someone's going to go first. Someone will market directly from a book making perspective, right? And we'll see if it makes any money. If it does, people will follow. If it doesn't, then people will stop doing it. Speaking of marketing. One more quick story for better yep. to book it. You've talked about England a lot about what's happening over there. We need to address this tomorrow in the beginning part of the show. Oh, okay. I mean, but we can we can touch on it and tease it for tomorrow. Okay. The Premier we'll, League oh, is, pull, is, is pulling is all gambling deal. sponsorships off their shirts. Yeah. Agree or disagree con- with the move. I'm indifferent. I I I, I don't think. I don't think having a logo on a jersey makes me more or less inclined to go gamble or bet or buy a milkshake or buy well, a hamburger in the space. And you know, gambling, Vegas. we're, we're McDonald's. immune. No, McDonald's, everything. if the, yeah. you know, the Boston Celtics have a deal. Um, what do they have? They, they had a, a local Boston company like Boston electronics or something on their, on their Jersey. Uh-huh. Like, uh, <laughs> it means nothing to me. So I, yeah, it, it doesn't it matter to me. your mom. It might. It doesn't mean anything to me. Know, I mean, it, it does, well, know, well, Jersey ads are your, your I'm little sister to it. who goes, hey, I watched the Celtics game, Matt. Uh, I saw DraftKings is on there. Should I bet with them if I want to make a bet? Maybe. I hear you keep talking about women's sports. I was going to bet on this game. Like, It's possible. I'm not saying the branding, there, is, branding works. I'm not debating that advertising works. Branding you works. and I know that branding works. These dumbass sports books don't do that. <laughs> I don't know if... 
having my ad or having a company in you know sponsoring on a jersey changes much. And I I don't know what that does. So like the sports books getting told or the casinos getting told, hey, you cannot you can't advertise anymore on jerseys. To me, I would feel one angle, I will say this. I do like it only because kids tend to wear jerseys a lot more than adults. And so you're okay. teaching a kid early already about the gambling companies. So they have name recognition. So when they are presented with a chance to bet at a place, they already have, they already have that brand awareness of who it is. So it's right. the fun word, the grooming word that I can understand. Yeah, we'll we'll address this more tomorrow okay. when we have some more time. But I uh, I think it's a precursor of things to come. The lines got too blurred too fast. It's too much in your face, and somebody's got to be held accountable for all the responsible gaming stuff. That's the part of it, you know, you have to address. So what's the easy thing to do? Tell the books you can't be on the team's uniforms. What's next? Well, wait, we put in books in every fucking stadium. Hold on. Now they can't be open on game day. Oh. You know, they're going to pull back. We're seeing it now. It's just, it's, we'll, again, we'll discuss it more tomorrow. Okay. Better to book it time. Yep. Let's do it. First bet Devil's puck line at plus 134 against Washington. It's all hockey today. Bet it. They run through the, the caps tonight. Under six and a half, Carolina, Florida, minus 125. Why do you like this under? Alex Lyon. Oh, I mean, the game's meaningful for both teams, right? We've said that. Six and a half you got under? Oh, you're frozen. Look at that face. Holy shit. Did you see his face? He's going to be mad. Oh, God. He got zapped. I thought the zap was was fair at eleven thirty every day. There we go. He got zapped at twelve thirty almost. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Hey. All right. Good. I'm back. I got kicked out. I got chucked out. Uh, why do you like this game under again? You have under six and a half with what juice? Minus one twenty five. Okay, that's what it is right now. Alex Lyon. The game's meaningful for both teams. Yes, it is. Right. I mean, it means more to Carolina than it does Florida, which means Carolina dictates tempo. Oh man, I think this is a bet. Mm -hmm. This this game, I think this game goes the same way the last game when we argued over this, and it was a one-one into the an overtime. It was a two-one oh, final. Yeah, I think this is a two-one final. Yeah, this is a tight hockey game. Okay, for both teams, they play slow, close to the vest. Yep. Stars puck line at plus one ten against St. Louis. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Saw it last night. Now we get it at home. Yes. I mean, come on. Even better. Come on. And then finally, I like a Vegas Edmonton money line parlay. I think they're both winning tonight at Vegas, plus 120. Edmonton money line parlay. That's right. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. There's better numbers now because of the Vegas right. number. Right, right. Vegas right. was minus 120 last night. Now they're a pick. Well, Couple places have Vegas minus one ten, minus one fifteen. They went back. I don't know what that was. Move on St. Louis to get, was. to get a better head fake to get a better price in Vegas. Might have been. 
All right, we'll bet this because I want to. I want to see the Knights do it. I'm Clinch. nervous about the Knights one. The Edmonton's winning the game. Yes, not deal. Yeah, it's just a, it's a way of jumping in. Yeah. it's going to be fun because you literally can start watching West Coast time at four o'clock and be watching hockey, meaningful hockey, all the way till midnight. <laughs> basically, sounds like a plan. Or at least eleven o'clock, somewhere at eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm at midnight. That's what we're doing tonight. Seven thirty. That game probably ends at ten thirty. So from four p.m. Pacific time to ten thirty p.m. West Coast time, you can watch hockey, the meaningful hockey games, all night long. Sounds like what the best thing about today, Mike. Mm, what is the best thing about today? Let's go to it. That's pretty damn good. I would agree. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. A full slate of hockey on the last Considering the baseball's, you know, a, a kind of a, a dud. A lot of day games and it's yeah. a lot of blah. Dud. And then in high and basketball is off. Well, no. That's what I was going to say. The best thing about today is that there's no... <laughs> basketball <laughs> why that's, that's the best thing about today why because, why are you because we don't want to need no basketball today like listen everybody needs a break we need a break from the nba and all this bullshit because god knows what's coming we're going to focus on the nba and the playoffs and get the coverage and play a game and sit for three days and then play a game and then sit for three days and all that bullshit when wait, the hardest wait, trophy wait, wait, in wait, sports wait, is wait. coming what what happened what happened? Jay Park on our Discord channel just said, well, actually, Matt, the Pens have a reason to lose to the Blue Jackets. If the Blue Jackets get Bedard, the Pens play him for the next 15 years. They don't care about that. Can you imagine? They're like, fuck that kid. We don't want to play that guy. Go ahead. You guys can win. Columbus, you guys can win. We don't want any part of it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God. That would be phenomenal if they did that. Oh man, yeah. That's listen. That, that, that this is this is going to be a fun night for everybody. The, the hardest trophy in sports to win. The, the playoffs start um, tonight for a lot of teams. We we'll see a lot of fun storylines. I can't wait. And we don't have basketball. Did you see that gif? You did see it that I tweeted last night with that kid with the Oklahoma City. Oh, I kid was looking like a boss. Right with the glasses Looked on. Like could be could be your kid. Right, like that's what somebody even said. Yeah, like that's a little consig in training. Yep, I got to find that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet that. That was actually make, that, make that into a picture, into a T-shirt. Right. Okay. See. Okay. See tomorrow. But today, best thing about today, no basketball. My favorite thing about today is the fact that the New York City region is so excited because the first time I think in the last 25 years, the first time that every New York team is playing every MSG team that plays at MSG. They're all in the playoffs. Wow. They're all for the first time ever. And every single one of them are going to fucking lose. (laughs) It's phenomenal. They all are going to lose. They're all so excited. They all are so giddy and they're so happy. They're so with joy with excitement. And I'm like, yeah, the Knicks are going to lose. The Irons are going to lose. Devils are going to lose. Rangers are going to lose. You're all going to lose. <laughs> Nets are going to lose. They're all going to lose. Every single one of them. Not one the of them. Nets, they're not an MSG, but the Nets are no, in. in the yeah, region. The Nets. They're the entire region. Rangers, Islanders. Yes, are all in the playoffs. Devils. Yep. Knicks and yep. Nets. Yep. Every New York team eligible for the playoffs right now are in the playoffs. God. 
and they're all going to lose. <laughs> it's going to be so insufferable with this New York media. They're all going to lose, though. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Oh. Every fan, every New oh. York fan's going to be crying. Whether you're a Nick fan or a Net fan, you're going to be crying. Whether you're an Islander fan, whether you're a Ranger fan or a Devil fan, you're all going to be crying. <laughs> it's phenomenal. They're all going to be disappointed. It is a thing of beauty that I know in at least might take five weeks, but at least in a month or so, every one of those fan bases will be crying. Right. That's my favorite thing about today is that knowledge <laughs> that, that, that's going to happen. <laughs> Roll call Friday tomorrow, boys and girls. Tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Matt Farah, Matt Perot, Dave Sherapan. We'll talk to you tomorrow for BVB. Hit the like, subscribe button now. <laughs>